Welcome to the Deadlock Podcast. My name is James, and I'm one of the co-founders of Deadlock. And the usual crew of Tony and Marcus joining me is actually getting switched up a bit today as Marcus had a bit of an emergency. But we got a really cool guest to replace him. His name is Phoenix Nitro, and he's from the group Vibe. You might also know him from YouTube as a WWE games creator. This week on the Chopping Block, we're going to be talking about Raw and SmackDown from Madison Square Garden this past week. Of course, the upcoming Clash of Champions WWE pay-per-view. There was some pretty big news on the Impact side as Anthem has bought access to you know, we always get a little bit of weird stuff in there. We somehow got on the topic of Walter chopping Green Ant with a crab claw. So, you know, that's just how I get sometimes. Walk around here. So let's go ahead and get into it. The boys are back in town. Deadlock Podcast episode number three is coming to your ears. And if you're on Patreon, it's coming to your face, your eyeballs. We are here. Of course, I'm James. Tony Pizza Guy here, Anthony Douglas, the boys joining us, and we actually have a very special guest because Marcus had a little bit of an issue where he couldn't show up this afternoon, so we have someone special here. It is the Phoenix Nitro. Why don't you uh, tell people a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do, and where where you, where you came from? Uh, well, I came from uh, Brandon's back, if you will. Brandon does everything. You know, he brought me up playing WWE games over here, uploading content pretty much every single day. YouTube.com slash Phoenix Nitro. Whoa, uh, I didn't say plug your hey, stuff. Hey, what do you think you're going to come whoa, on hey, here and start hey, plugging? Whoa, 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 get him out of here. Get him, get him off the cast. Get him. Oh, my God. <sighs> All right. Well, you know, it was right. Thanks for being on, guys. Yeah, thanks Take for coming easy, by. You know? Get your ass out of here. <laughs> Well, what do you? What, well, tell them what you do. Tell them what you do Three. on the WWE games. We do universe mode. You a uh, my career nah, guy? Are mainly, you a... mainly just a my career guy? Main, my career universe type guy. Don't really want to say my career because you know we only play a couple episodes of that. Then we go straight into the universe joint when it comes to it. So a lot of uh, custom content. Usually playing a lot with uh, Brandon does everything and simply better AM mainly on my channel because of the vibe channel that we have, which we also do. That's a vlogging channel because we all live together. So it's mainly uh, assortment of wrestling content mainly that my channel is built off of three dudes so. just hanging out in the same house playing 2k having a good time i don't know having a good time might be subjective but you're doing a time that's for sure you're hanging out having yeah. a time <laughs> a lot of time a lot of time by the way i saw it chapter two since the last time that we did this podcast phoenix i don't know you probably uh, didn't hear about the last time but we had a big conversation about Tony Schiavone and it, and it's just, uh, it, I could honestly explain right. it to you, before but there's we, no Before point. we get into that, we need to kind of, like, that's the reason Marcus isn't here. Because, because of what? Because Tony of it. Tony Schiavone? It. it. Tony Schiavone, he went down in the sewers <laughs> looking for Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Tony Schiavone got that ass. <laughs> we, we have not found him yet, so if anybody hears from Marcus... Tweets or anything, just, yeah, please get up with us, because it's pretty crucial to have him on this show, so... Make sure you get them back. Speaking of crucial stuff to do with the show, Apple Podcasts, baby. Why don't you guys go ahead and leave that five-star rating, that five-star review. Help us game that algorithm and get up the charts. Not that 4.75 Meltzer rating. We want that seven-star. Nothing. If it ain't five, we don't want to hear it. Leave us a review. We got a bunch of reviews, man. We got a bunch of stuff here. DeadpoolFan96 said, This is the funniest podcast ever. Which obviously that's a lie, I'm sure, but I appreciate you gassing us. James, Tony, and Marcus with a K, by the way, are the funniest dudes in the wrestling community. I swear, give these guys a listen. Thank you, Deadpool Ooh. fan. I'm not a big fan of Deadpool, but I'm a big fan of you, brother. We had not a You're a fan freak. of Deadpool fan. He said we're the Popeye's chicken sandwich of pro wrestling podcasts. That's pretty crazy. I feel Have you guys slighted. had that? Have you what? I feel slighted. 
by the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Everybody knows Canes is the best chicken. Canes? I've never had Canes. Ugh. Well, yeah, I don't say I don't say ugh because I mean I've only been there with Tony. I think that was a place you took me when I was there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canes. That's the joint, man. But it no, ain't it chicken sandwich. It ain't a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Have you guys had that? Nah, nah. You guys we tried. Did. We tried to go out and get it, but it sold out. So now let's oh, bring yeah. your own bun, dude. What is oh. that? Yo, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I could not believe they opened themselves up to that sort of ridicule. Twitter had a field day with that, dude. An the absolute memes were great field day. That came from it. They always are. Like, I almost feel like <laughs> I almost feel like maybe that was a good idea because people were talking about Popeyes again. It turned out pretty good for them. That was rough, though. They had the uh, they had the whole. I, I clicked on it and I didn't know what I was expecting to see, and then all of a sudden it was just them basically just telling everyone to eat shit. I was like, oh, that's what we're going towards yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also had a review here from The Soldier. Well, actually, it's ZXX Soldier XXZ. He sounds like a Halo player from like 10 years ago. He I must have been like name. a COD 4 player back <laughs> in the day. Do his UMP and it up, silencer and everything. He's ready to go. He said, these guys are awesome. No scope. Nah, he, okay, he ain't that crazy. His name ain't Phase Soldier. <laughs> He's not that crazy. He said, I love these guys when they all come together. By the way, I've been following Pulse since 2012. Ooh, I'm very sorry to hear that. But I appreciate you being along for the ride. We've had some really shitty years in there, brother. But at least we came out <laughs> on the other side pretty well. Uh, speaking of cool stuff, also, we have a Patreon that's been, uh, we put that up last episode, and we're putting up video content and stuff like that. So if you guys want to see like a video version of this, the full video, uncensored video version, uh, that's always up on patreon.com forward slash deadlockpw, just like our website name. Uh, you can check that out. Of course, our YouTube page also has clips, video form of the podcast. So if you want to head over to YouTube and, and check those clips out, you can do that too. That's free. Patreon, of course, there's different tiers starting at $1. All it is is $1 and you get pretty much everything. But if you want to you know, become a patron at other tiers like the 5 or 10, you of course can do that too. A special thing with the $10 tier is if you do the $10 tier, then we come up here and we give you a gimmick. And I'm not just talking about, we just throw a gimmick. I'm giving you a gimmick, a finisher, a backstory, a name. I'm giving you pretty much everything you could possibly want for your My Career next year on WB2K20. We actually have two We have two $10 patrons this time around too. So we, I came up with these two gimmicks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna say them out loud. And I'm going to let you guys tell me what you think of these gimmicks, okay? Well, we we, we kind of collabed on it. I think, yeah, right? well, we collabed on Hyperwolf's gimmick. The the oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We collabed on that one. Um, oh, actually, we we collabed on the corn dog one too because we were talking about um, we're talking about the backyard stuff. So, Phoenix, I'm gonna oh, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. let you chime in on this stuff, and you 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 tell me what you think of these incredible gimmicks. Talking okay, about some corn dogs. All right, let's yeah, get no, it. there's some there's some stuff here. Okay, so the first ten dollar patron here is Hyperwolf. Uh, he's been a long time viewer of me, and I think Tony too. Yeah, yeah, he's always out in my streams. He's a good dude. Yeah, so uh, anyways, he needed a gimmick, he needed a finisher, and he needed a backstory. So, I was like, huh, if I was to throw him into an NXT generator and take his name and just kind of go, I think that uh, if I took Hyperwolf and I had to make it a name, how does the name Dan Wolf sound? That sounds pretty NXT. Dan that sounds, right? Does that not sound NXT to you? Yeah. That sounds very NXT to me. I can see him going for the North American Championship. In exactly. Three the Dan Wolf. All right. So, Dan Wolf. Now, I have to explain to you why I did this. So, it's Dan Wolf, the Dairy King. And you're probably wondering, well, why is he the Dairy King? It's because Hyper Wolf 
for damn near nine straight months, every time he came into the stream, said he had a Dairy Queen blizzard for nine months in a row. Always the strawberry blizzard. So I was like, okay, then I'm going to call you the Dairy King. Now, we had to come up with a backstory for the Dairy King, right? So like, what could what what could possibly be the Dairy King? I was like, well, you can't go, it can't be like a Chad Gable type of gimmick, you know? It can't be something like straightforward, you know, Olympic background. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. He's the Dairy King, right? This is a dumb gimmick and he needs a dumb backstory. So I was like, all right, well, let's go for it. Once upon a time, guys, there was a kingdom, a kingdom of dairy. It was founded on the backs and hard work of the villagers as they harvested, harvested strawberries for the blizzards for their king and their queen. Well, one day the queen was sexually frustrated and had enough. <laughs> she said, I have had enough of this weak dick game and I had enough <laughs> of these blizzards. So you need to get your sorry ass out on the street. So she kicked out the Dairy King, Dan Wolf, and out he went. And after months and months of going town to town trying to find work, he's just, he just couldn't find anything until one day he was founded by a pro wrestling promoter named Jeff Jarrett. By God. Oh, by God. TNA needed a worker. And he said, you know what? You sound perfect, Dan Wolf. And there you go. He had to become a pro wrestler to pay the bills, and he's the Dairy King Dan Wolf. And you know what his finisher is, boys? It's the Frozen Four Leg Lock. By Ooh. God! Tell me that Tell gimmick me that. isn't... Wow. Now, does he, not, does he get that arch like Charlotte with the figure? I mean, he gets eight? in there, man. Well, not too much, because weak dick game. But he definitely gets in there a little <laughs> bit. I'm just saying, if that's not the route of a baby face in 2019, I don't know what is. Let's be honest here. Like, I, I mean, NXT's coming up on Wednesdays. They need some gimmicks, man. I mean, the Dairy King Dan Wolf. <laughs> when you when right you were self. describing this, I was for, for some reason I was expect I was like thinking like Nigel McGuinness would be playing this Dairy King. Nigel McGuinness has just, weak dick game. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Uh, uh, well, then <laughs> that's what I was. I was just like I don't know why Dan Wolf Nigel McG like that would uh, just. Just picture Nigel McGuinness. All them pendulum okay. Larry has got you nowhere, brother. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the Tower of London did you nothing. Like, good lord, dude. <laughs> I don't know why I just pictured Nigel, Nigel McGuinness. Nigel probably just hanging out. He's like, damn, dude. <laughs> What'd you do that for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's just for some reason. Dan Wolf, that's like... So, all um, right. Just, let's let's hear it. So, out, out of 10 stars, because obviously we run on a two times Meltzer gimmick here. Out of 10 stars, what do you give the Dairy King Dan Wolf? I, I give the Dairy King Dan Wolf about a, about, a, about an eight. But then again, I think about the idea of Jeff Jarrett sitting around a creative room and throwing a dart at a piece of paper and going, hey, Desmond Wolf was a thing. Let's just use Wolf <laughs> for Dan Wolf. I think it's a great thing. I'm going to give That's it a what 10. I was thinking. It's a That's 10. Thank we you. did game, I, I though, might it, take it down to a nine. No, come on now, come on now. Look, everybody can't be a stud, all right? Everybody can't be a stud. You got to, you know, you got to have somebody in there. You got to make the studs look good. See, it, it's pro wrestling. Even even when we're talking about dick game, it's pro wrestling. <laughs> this man is going from the mid-card trying to write, rise himself <laughs> all the way up, pun, pun intended, all the way up to a number 10, but he can't just quite get there. Well, maybe if he gets some Bluetooth things to turn around for him, right? True. Is this modern day Jeff Jarrett or like NWA TNA Jeff Jarrett discovering him? 
Um, well, Tony, this was actually, this was probably, this probably predates Jeff Jarrett altogether as we talked about a fucking kingdom of villagers <laughs> harvesting <laughs> strawberries. So this is probably like Jeff Jarrett a hundred years ago. <laughs> so yeah, okay. yeah may, maybe not. And, and this is also the TNA before TNA. So you had tried to do TNA like 10 times before it just keeps, it's a cycle <laughs> and it, you know. This is how it works. It was like that Australian TNA type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it you. was also like the, what was the one that King La King or something? King Ra King or something. You remember that King, one? King, King Ra King. No, I, I know what R you're saying, Scott, but I can't think of it. Yeah, the Scott Steiner just like harassed a bunch of people every day. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> I think it was called King La King or something. King King, King, King or something. King King. Ring King. Ring King. King. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's all I remember. That thing. Yeah, that's yeah, all. The only thing that. I remember from that was Eugene being a doctor. Oh, they did have Eugene, didn't <laughs> yeah. they? He, he was wow. a doctor too. <laughs> what I mean, what a phenomenal run there. That was they did really, really good. Like they had a sold out crowd. I think every single time they yeah. said, "I think we're going to drop this," <laughs> <laughs> which is <Can> TNA. <laughs> Can he be the dairy ring cooking? Oh, he could. It depends on where they're at. I think that changes with time. Yeah. You know? But they just drop it after a year anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's okay. I do I do find it funny, though, that a guy that has a weak dick game, his first wrestling company is the acronym TNA. Find it of very course funny. it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a double J or a J-E double F gimmick right there. That's, that's what I'm talking about. So now we have the second $10 patron, and his name is Corndog, or also known as Trevor. So, I'm going to let you guys... So, all right, here, here's the deal with Trevor. He's super into deathmatch stuff. Like, that's his that's his favorite stuff is uh, yard or yeah. shit. Got you. So, <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the gimmick here, boys. So, his name is Trevor Toxin, and his gimmick is the yarder. He is the yarder. Now, what is the yarder Trevor, Trevor Toxin's backstory? The alliteration, by the way. We're getting him ready for a Fed run already. We're ready to go. <laughs> so, the backstory here for Trevor Toxin. After years of watching Mick Foley kill himself on a weekly basis, Trevor Toxin decided to make a MySpace to follow along with his local Yarders Federation Hardcore Extreme Mega Cool Wrestling. Now, shortly after adding Hardcore Extreme Mega Cool Wrestling to his top eight on MySpace... H-E-M-C-W hit him up to wrestle for it. <laughs> they gave him the name Trevor Toxin based on nothing. It just sounded cool, and that's all it takes in Backyard. So his <laughs> finisher <laughs> also came from the same line of thinking. His finisher was a swanton bomb. Oh, wow. But it's not just a swanton. It's called the Toxin Bomb. You know why it's called that? <laughs> because his name is Trevor Toxin. <laughs> and why does he do the, the swanton before bomb? he does it? Of course does he, he does. And right to his head, too. He holds him up right to his head. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know why he did that? Because Jeff Hardy was cool as fuck. And everyone that came from a backyard <laughs> wrestling field likes Jeff Hardy. Because that's just how it is. <laughs> now, out of 10, guys, let me, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Go ahead. Drop the 10s on me. Drop the 10s. I, I feel like there's definitely a market. But this is an SVR 2007 created character if I've ever heard it my entire life and I want respect on Trevor Toxin. I feel like I feel like all the SVRs up until like 
Probably no, actually all the SVRs, and then once they switched over to WWE, I don't think I saw any calls like this anymore because they all switched to AJ Styles ripoffs. But they back did. in the day, I but could, it was Jeff. I could definitely see it, Jeff. Yeah, I could definitely see it being. Yeah, okay. That 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 sold him over for me. I'll I'll give him a nine. Yeah, solid nine. I'll bump him up to ten if you put three X's in toxin. <laughs> okay, I can I do that. Like that's perfect. Do we do we alternate the caps too? So it's X, uppercase X, make it like a gamer X. tag. Yeah, and then like yeah. a zero instead of an O, and you know I think that could work. I don't know the zero might be a little too much because then you know they use those free fonts and sometimes they don't have numbers, <laughs> <laughs> so just a square. <laughs> so maybe we don't put that. But the it X would work is though because it's still a square. Yeah, I guess you would have to. Yeah, you'd really have to stretch. But it I out just want the three bit. X's, like little X, big X, little X. Yeah, I think that could work. That's he definitely. That sounds like a, 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 a definitely like a tournament of death thing. Like, I definitely could see him yeah. walking into that and doing some stuff. That'd be fun. Well, those gimmicks, well, is, uh, I think they turned out good. I mean, right? I'll give him, I'll give him a 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Perfect 10. That, wow. That's hilarious with the with the XXX and the styling of it. That's great. Or we could do Toxin, T-O-X-X-S-I-N. Oh, we could do that. sounds like, yeah, that's when he gets to the WB and they're like, well, we can't use Trevor Toxin, so we'll use Toxin. And they're like, oh, yeah. And then they copyright it. Good. And then if he leaves, he can't use that name <laughs> anywhere ever. <Yeah. laughs> what would be his signature deathmatch weapon? Ooh, Ooh, what would it be? A fork. The light tube? No, a the light tube is too easy to fork. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's going to just bring out a metal spoon from his mom's kitchen. A spoon would be hardcore it. as hell. Like he oh. just, he tries to stab people with a spoon. It's got to be rusty though, right? Yeah, All the rusty, rusty spoon. spoon, yeah, dude, dude. There's this, there's this move. Oh man, that reminds me of the salad fingers thing. Oh my god, do you remember that? That might be dating. I don't finger? know. Phoenix, how I remember old are you? Salad uh, twenty-two. Okay, that might date him a little bit. But you remember salad fingers, right, Tony? Newgrounds.com, brother. Back in the day, do you know what? Do you know what that is? It sounds familiar, but I can't like put an exact salad finger onto it. So no. yeah, I think uh, I think I found that on Albino Black Sheep back in the day. Oh yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what that is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I found. <laughs> I thought I was dating myself there too. All the Newgrounds cartoons, I remember. Back in Hell the day. yeah, it was basically like Newgrounds, and then it like just picked the best ones and stole them. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the internet. <laughs> that was a wild wild west of the internet back in the day. Yeah, it was. Oh man, That's that was crazy. a good time though. That was a good time. Uh, well, thank you to everyone who's become a patron so far. Um, I hope you guys enjoy your gimmicks. And <laughs> that's what I'll refer to you from as from this point forward. If Trevor doesn't Wolf have a rusty Trevor. spoon in his profile pic on Twitter from now on, I'm going to be upset. You need to get it together, Trevor. We believe in you. So we have a couple of things to talk about today. Uh, there's a couple of things that have actually happened. Um, of course, we're going to be talking about Raw, SmackDown, Clash of Champions coming up, which has, I think, an 11-match card. 11 matches. I think three of them are on the pre-show, but 11 is a lot. Especially for a pay-per-view, I think most people um, kind of see as like a pass. But Hey, what, what do you mean? This is the one night of the year where every championship <laughs> is defended. How you give this a pass? That's true. I mean, there's some okay matches on this card. I mean, AJ versus Cedric sounds pretty crazy. Um, hopefully, they, I love, you know, I love that, that match. Yeah, especially because they're in Charlotte and it's going to be really interesting to see how the crowd's going to be for Cedric in his hometown. Oh, he is from Charlotte, isn't he? Yeah. Wow. Maybe that's why they gave it to him. Maybe that. Well, I mean, Cedric's kind of been getting crazy lately, hadn't he? I mean, they've been giving yeah, him a he, lot of time. The, I mean, between let's see, he did the Jander spot um, with Drew McIntyre. 
Um, he did the big mini Tron spot where he dove off the Tron. Yeah, so yeah. I think the week after. Um, he had a match with AJ this past week, right? And it got interfered on by mm-hmm. the yep. OC. And then he so, was in the main event of NMSG at this past Raw as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And he it, it, the the Baron Corbin match was fantastic too. The King of the Ring Baron Corbin match. Yeah, that was yeah. an excellent match. Yeah, that was actually probably Baron Corbin's best match. So I mean, it's kind of nuts how they've just they've they've actually done a pretty good job with him. To be honest, I mean, I I, I still don't know about the the Janner thing. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're, we're past that. Thankfully, they don't really reference that too much. So. We can kind of I move feel like on they've done that. a good job. Like I, I, I mentioned this before, but I feel like they've done a good job with the cruiserweights bringing them up a little bit, like Buddy Murphy bringing him up, Ali, and then Cedric now. And I feel like they're doing a good job, like using them properly. I feel like they're doing a really good job at showcasing them as well, in terms of like just even more than just those three. Because now we just saw on Raw this past Monday with Rey Mysterio and Grey Matalik finally getting mm. a chance to really show his stuff on a one on one occasion. I just, I feel, I'm really happy that they're doing this a lot with the Cruiserweights because as a big 205 Live fan, I feel like it was always weird when it came to new people finally coming up. But with Ali setting the charge, I guess, this past uh, year when he came up and faced Brian. They've really done a good job at just protecting a lot of the cruiserweights that make it over to the main roster brands. So, uh, do you? So you watch? You actually watch two hundred five? Yeah, I watch. I watch everything. Two hundred five and XT UK. No, I'm not a cop. And <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not how this works. You don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> you have not to simply watch it. NXT UK. Yeah, you, you have to embrace it, dude. Listen. Like it's okay that Listen. you're a cop. It's fine. Look, no, let me t- let me l- let me ask you this question really quick because I'm actually All genuinely right. curious. Does two hundred five okay. last year have the ninja? Uh, wait. You remember? You do you remember about- from the cruiserweight classic? They had the, the ninja. Graphic. Yeah, they oh, had. Are the- you talking about like in the the Trons? Or like, like it would opening. be on the lower thirds, and there would be like this weird yeah, purple yeah, yeah. ninja. They still, have, they, they still, yeah, they still use the ninjas a little bit. Oh my god! Maybe I should start watching two hundred five. <laughs> you know, I saw a picture of them, and I was like, wow. I, I totally remember so much. I remember when that was happening. I was like, oh, my God. They're like, yes, this is it. Like, we'll put this purple ninja on the screen because they're fast. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. fantastic. It is kind of crazy that, like, they officially came out with Triple H saying that 205 Live's ending. So that's did they Did they officially announce that? Uh, WWE didn't officially announce it, but Triple H just said, said it in an interview that 205 Live will be canceling and they're going to be moving over to NXT. So Will the Cruiserweight belt be on NXT? Yeah. They're not yeah, getting rid of that, just, right? No, no, no. They're keeping. They're keeping the. the yeah, they need. They need from to keep Triple it. H said. They need to keep it because there's a lot of people yeah. that they can uh, rotate that around with, especially with another hour of television. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like I feel like personally that it's a like even as much of a fan of 205 Live that I am, I feel like it's going to be a great opportunity for all these cruiserweights like we were just previously talking about with like the Ali's, the Cedrics, the mm-hmm. Musta- or the Mustafas, the uh, Murphys, etc. It'll His be great for NXT now. Look, it, I forgot the, he it, dropped the Mustafa. Yep. <laughs> it's so hard to not call him Mustafa yeah. Ali still, but uh, just like we were talking about with them, like for NXT now, you're gonna have guys like Gulak with the cruiserweight title, and he can drop it and then immediately go for the North American Championship, and then not be stuck in that cruiserweight bubble that WWE sometimes does. So it'll be interesting to see what they do on NXT. I mean, Drew Gulak's got heat with me by himself. To be completely honest, I don't know if you saw. What, 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 did, what did you Drew do? Drew Gulak's got heat with me because what did he, he, do? he posted on Instagram. First off, Drew Gulak using any sort of technology always is just funny to me for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I just for some reason feel like Drew Gulak has no idea about any technology. 
but apparently he does. And apparently he watches anime a little bit. And Drew Gulak, with his fingers, actually typed out that Dragon Ball Z is better than Naruto. I just, he's got heat with me, man. I can't. <laughs> Drew Gulak, you're the ultimate heel. I can't deal with this, man. I have this conversation every damn week. I swear to God I do between DBZ and Naruto, dude. And I just can't take Drew Gulak. First off, I can't even imagine (laughs) Drew Gulak sitting on his couch watching Dragon Ball Z. For some reason, that just doesn't like, it it doesn't appear in my vision to me. It's just a very obtuse thing. But him saying that DBZ is better than Naruto, come on, Drew. You know that's not true. First off, you know you're first off lying. And second off, come on, man. Have better taste than that. Isn't he the champion right now? Isn't he the cruiserweight champion? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So what are you doing? You're supposed to like lead this damn division and you're out here lying. You're a straight liar. So good luck on NXT, man. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. (laughs) Good fucking luck at NXT. I'll tell you something. (laughs) You thinking to come out here and talk about Naruto on the USA Network? I don't think so, buddy. Ooh. Cedric, uh, Cedric should come back to NXT and beat his ass. I know Cedric likes Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Uh, we have a few more stuff here. Uh, speaking of names, I just remember this: that Daniel Bryan trolled <laughs> Daniel Bryan trolled Eric Rowan's first name back. So he was Rowan the entire time they were a tag team, and then Daniel just kept calling him Eric Rowan. Just kept saying it. He just said Eric <laughs> Rowan, great. Eric Rowan, Eric Rowan. And they're like, okay, fuck it. His name is Eric Rowan. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? For that, we'll break you up, by the way. Oh, my God. They should not have broken him up. I was like, ugh. We talked about this last week on the podcast with uh, with Eric Rowan. But I, de- I think, like, it says here, it said here on the WWE.com website, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan, no disqualification. And there was an asterisk beside it. Daniel Bryan is absolutely 100% showing up in this match. I read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. <laughs> For sure. What did you, what did you guys think of? Uh, what did you guys think of Rowan's promo? Uh, this not this past week, but the week before on SmackDown. If you guys watched it or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, okay. You know, as a I'm a uh, sports entertainment enthusiast. I'm a big ring fan, <laughs> so I I try to catch as much as I possibly can. I I I don't think I really cannot imagine them going yes. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take this really, really over heel tag team that's doing really well and getting actual heat, and we're going to break him up and push Rowan by himself. I just can't imagine that happening. So we talked yeah. about this last week on the podcast. I definitely, like, there is no way. is a no disqualification match. There is no way that Daniel Bryan doesn't bring his ass out there and interfere in this match. There's just no way. I just refuse to believe that they're going to just ditch brian off this and just go with row it just doesn't make any sense to me right like i just I have a brian's gonna come in he's gonna run down and he's just gotta be he's got to i have a very weird prediction about it that i don't think is gonna come true but at the same time i really hope in my heart of hearts that it does i'm kind of hoping that harper returns and we get harper and rowan versus brian and roman at hell in a cell even though i really liked brian and rowan together just because like you they said they rule. were getting really good heel heat yeah it was it was really it's crazy to me that brian went from being the most over babyface to immediately showing just how good he is and getting so much heat it's insane to me he got heat for saying easy. he wanted to save the earth <laughs> how does that yeah, work only insane. in wwe <laughs> yes i true. think that uh we should be nicer to this earth boo you jackass <laughs> <laughs> you it's suck insane 
That's weird, man. That was really, really weird. That's like a Vince thing. Like Vince was like, yeah, hell yeah, this earth shit. Yeah, that's going to be, that's going to heal thing right there. Get that out of here. I mean, and it worked. I mean, damn, he yeah. did get heel heat for it, which is, which is hilarious. I couldn't believe that. Uh, and the pairing was incredible. Yeah, there was a lot of great timing when it came to the whole Brian Hill turn, too, just because you had the organic Kofi story coming up at WrestleMania, too. So nobody was going to not boo Daniel Bryan if he's going against yeah. Kofi Kingston at Mania. Because I remember when that was happening, everyone was like, oh, there's there, there's no way that Kofi's going to win because they're going to do what they always do. But hey, it was great how they just organically had everything build up and lead to Bryan becoming one of the best heels in WWE right now. Like still at this point, yeah. I'm just hoping they don't turn him back. Like that's the thing I'm fearing is they're gonna turn him back, baby. I really hope it doesn't happen. He is so a much better as a heel. heel standpoint. Well, yeah, you thought it's after insane. like you thought after everything, like his injury and his return. I'm like, there's no way that this guy could ever be heel and it would work because he's like the most over after the injury and the return, and then he kills it and he's like the top heel of of the century right now. Yeah, he's always been in well. His, his him being heel in WWE is so much different than him being heel in like Ring of Honor, um, just yeah. because he talks a lot more in WWE than he did in his ROH stuff. In ROH, yeah. like he was just kind of like a straight laced, just an asshole, <laughs> to be <Yeah>. honest. And <laughs> uh, WWE, he's a lot. He's he's very animated. He is insanely animated compared to how he used to be, uh, and that's and that's definitely not something that he was like. When I think of Daniel Bryan, like I do not think he was like a natural born sports entertainer. I think that that yeah. was something that he literally learned, which I'll be honest with you, it's incredibly difficult for someone that doesn't have like the uh, it factor with with promos and and facial expressions and you know getting a point across. It's definitely something that's like almost impossible to learn. And I feel like Daniel Bryan was just like, I think, you know, I'm going to take these, uh, I'm going to take this three days or so, and I'm just going to learn this really quick. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it turned out really well for him. I, I think that, that Daniel Bryan is, he's the man. I, I can't, I don't think you can, especially over this past year, like, I feel like he's flown, he's flown under the radar for a lot of people. Like a lot of people don't mention yeah. Daniel Bryan, but it's just like, man, the, the world title run, changing the title, the Eric Rowan tag team, the promos backstage with Rowan. It's just like, he got, he, I mean, he Kofi, I feel like Kofi's heat has kind of, he's starting to falter a little bit. Um, but man, just being paired with Daniel Bryan was good Lord. It got Kofi like 20 times more over than I think, yeah. he, than, than anything. A hundred percent. I feel like what you were talking about with the whole learning how to like, just be animated with the promo. I feel like there's only a few people that I can think of in like the past decade that really learned how to do that. I feel like another one that, it, that definitely fe features that quality as AJ uh, Styles. I feel like he really learned over time to like be very animated with his promos, and it's helped him to the, be better, to be honest. And with Brian, I feel like his whole run, his early heel run in WWE, back whenever he started doing the stuff with AJ Lee with like all the yes chants leading into the Sheamus WrestleMania match, uh, I feel like the Kane run that he did with uh, the tag run he did with Kane really helped him learn how to just animate more of his facial expressions like you were talking about. I still think that they should have gone with Team Friendship instead of Team Hell No. I'll never forget yeah. the WWE Universe. Yeah. <laughs> I swear they voted for it just because it said Hell. They're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, Hell probably. No right there. Team Friendship was definitely the name they should have gone with. But absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's it's you can almost pinpoint the exact time where Daniel Bryan just like got it. Where like it was just like a, a switch got flipped in his head and he was like, yeah. well, this is what I need to do and I'm going to do it. 
I, it might be it might come down to like being hard headed or um, you almost feel like you have to do something a certain way. You know, I feel like a lot of people, especially not even just wrestlers, but people in general, when it comes to getting things done, um, they have a very specific way that they want to do it. And it's funny talking about that because uh, New Japan actually turned that into an entire storyline uh, at Wrestle Kingdom with Naito when he faced Okada the first time, where like yeah. he finally got that main event spot that you know he deserved in the first place. He's like, it has to go this way. Like, I have to beat him with the Stardust Press, and I have to, you know, this is the way that I envision it in my head. And of course, that didn't that didn't work because it didn't work the first time. And he got caught up in his own head, and Okada ended up beating him. Um, and, and it's just like it's it's just kind of funny how things work out like that. Honestly, it's very interesting to see like how far Brian has come because one of the early moments I can think of in his WWE run, at least where he showed a little bit of that like charisma, a little bit of like, oh, he can be this, was something I feel like nobody even remembers, which is back on NXT when he was the pro and he had ba- uh, Derek Bateman or EC3 as his rookie. The stuff that they were doing was really funny at the time. And it's just crazy to see like that progression leading into Team Hell No, leading into what we have now with just how crazy of a heel he is. And it's so good. Like to me my personal favorite heels in wrestling are always the heels that have a point and like you can easily be like oh that makes sense why you're doing this i don't agree with your morals but at the same time i get it and brian's definitely a okay yeah like i can clearly see why you're doing this but at the same time boo, boo. <laughs> at the same time <laughs> boo. <You> jerk. <laughs> yeah he's dope i mean i'm excited to i mean i would really i would really be super up for Reigns versus Brian if they wanted to do that up until WrestleMania. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what they have planned for that, but that would be awesome. I would love to see. I feel like Reigns think, is a guy that's kind of fallen into his own way too, honestly. Like just in the past, yeah. I don't know, 8 months or so, I feel like he's really found like who he is. I I do kind of wish that I, I I wish that he was they would allow him to be more smash mouth. I remember uh the last feud I last Roman Reigns feud I really remember and that might be because it might have been his last one. I don't, I don't really uh, remember too much. But he faced Drew McIntyre for four matches or so, probably over a couple pay-per-views. I don't remember. It might have mm-hmm. been two or three. Um, but they never got to that match where it was just like, oh, they're beating the piss out of each other. I, that's what I was yeah. kind of hoping for with Reigns was like, he's kind of like this smash mouth. Like every, I mean, Drew, Drew, <laughs> Drew, when he left WWE the first time and he went to TNA and he was doing all the stuff on the indies too, like with uh, WCPW and stuff like that. Um, he was smash mouth, man. He was beating people up. Like that was that was yeah. what he was doing. So like when I saw Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, I'm like, oh, well, Reigns will serve it and Drew will serve it right back. But we never really got that. I kept waiting and waiting yeah. and waiting. And mm-hmm. we never got that match, which is kind of what I'm hoping for with Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan is like we get that match at the pay-per-view is, is just them beating the piss out of each other. That's what I'm hoping for at least. I feel like Eric Rowan's really slept on when it comes to his in-ring ability, when it comes to a lot of brawling-based stuff. Which the we stairs saw a match. Lot of the- <laughs> <laughs> and stairs. And stairs. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that he did with the Bludgeon Brothers with Harper, like obviously still in a tag team role, but he shows so much, like he shows so much good stuff when he just goes out there and is just allowed to just brawl, basically, which this past, uh, this past Tuesday on SmackDown, that segment that they had with Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan was so good at MSG where they just brawled around the entire arena. Basically, mm-hmm. it was very good stuff. If they do that on Sunday, I'll be very happy. I feel like we're not going to get that though, because WWE likes, I feel like they always yeah. want to build towards something bigger. So they give us like, here's version a, then you can build up to that. But then I feel like they never really, ultimately pay it off 
Yeah. But maybe they will. But well, well best case scenario really would be them beating each other up because I'll be honest with you. When I watch, when I like, I don't know, maybe my, the way I watch wrestling has just changed, but I just want to see dudes beat each other up. Just two big <laughs> so hosses hoping, going at it. Yeah. I'm like, man, if they, it, best case scenario is they beat each other up and then like Daniel, because they're going to do the Daniel Bryan thing. I really can't imagine them not having Daniel Bryan. You know, the way that Rowan on SmackDown was like, you know, with, with Bryan and everything. And I, I just can't imagine Bryan not inserting himself into this somehow. Um, but I think best case scenario would be they just beat each other up for 15 minutes and then Brian just comes out and then they, you know, can go from there. Cause that's just that you can't, you almost have to compromise with, with WWE in the way they do stuff. Yeah. Cause you know, it's not just going to be Reigns versus Rowan and then they beat each other up for 20 minutes and someone wins. It's just not like, you <laughs> yeah. just know that's not what's going to happen. You want that to happen, but come on, like, you know, that's not going to happen. I love that like this year specifically, like every year clash happens or like night of champions happens. They always make a big deal. Like every championship's on the line and <laughs> this is just the one the match that there's no title on the line. So it's I'm in my head. It's the big dog championship. It's gotta be. It's yeah, it has to be. It's, it's got the, uh, I was playing uh SVR 2009 recently and John Cena's got this t-shirt on and it's literally just a big dog face and it covers the entire back <laughs> of the shirt. I'm like, man, they should re-release this for Roman. That'd be perfect. I've dude. been thinking. I've been thinking about it a lot in the build to Clash of Champions. I don't know if either of you watch uh, UFC that much, but they're booking a big fight between uh, Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal, and they're calling it the BMF belt. Like they're oh, making a custom I did belt see that. just for that, and it's hilarious that they're main eventing MSG with that belt <laughs> on the. It's just a custom belt on the line that they made in Create a Championship. You love to see it. Like, knowing, it's, no it's hilarious. one can. You cannot convince me that. Dana White just like I, I see people arguing about it all the time, but like he obviously takes so much inspiration from Vince McMahon. That's such a WWE yeah, yeah. thing to he's do. A, he's insane. a pro wrestler booker. Yeah, like he's that's exactly what it is. He can try to sit here and be like, that WWE stuff's fake. We don't like that shit here. But like he obviously <laughs> just like he wants it to be wrestling so bad. Dude. Yeah, just, yeah, for sure. So yeah. bad. Uh, so we have a couple of things going down with, uh, well, we have GCW running the show tonight. I don't know if you guys are going to try to catch that. Um, yeah, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 2. Uh, that comes on at 8 p.m., which is is pretty exciting. There's some there's some really cool stuff. It's funny that uh, Santino is actually wrestling on this show because Santino yep. was just in DDT and like it's the exact opposite of what he was in doing in DDT. Like He's going to, from DDT to coming over here and fighting Simon Gotch with no ropes and like just beating each other up it's kind of it's kinda honestly crazy. it's honestly my most excited match for Bloodsport now that moxley and barnett's not happening because just knowing that how much of like a shoot badass that santino really is and then knowing like simon gotch's background with his catch yeah. wrestling and stuff like that it's gonna be so interesting to see that live or not live but on pay-per-view and there's a bunch there's this entire card is actually yeah, pretty good stack um I, f- I feel like barnett versus um Chris Dickinson is actually a pretty good replacement for the, for the main yeah, event. Yeah, it's a just because Chris is really just good. such a Chris is such a. Uh, I mean, he just beats the fuck out of dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a character. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> like that's all. Like that's gonna be that's the best way to describe him. <laughs> yeah, like that's all I could think about. When I think Chris Dickinson is just like just this. He's just such a. He's such an interesting dude. He's just like he almost looks like a um like a no mercy created character. Like he's just yeah, got the, the yeah. you know the black the black trunks on and he's just like hey I'm dirty dick like yeah yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's fantastic um, Davy Boy Smith Jr. of course if you follow him at all I mean all he fucking talks about is catch and 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 doing mixed martial arts and stuff so him versus Tom Lawler of course is going to be pretty interesting too 
um killer cross versus nick gage is gonna be oh <laughs> that's man gonna be awesome. that's gonna be <laughs> that's so, so dope, good man. uh fucking seeing sumi sakai and, and allison k on the card too they're not facing yeah. each other but just having you know multiple women on the shows is is really dope too i think um there's some people i, I have actually Shane haven't Moore's seen wife. Who, who's I, I think they have uh Lindsay snow i think is shannon yeah. moore's wife is that shannon and moore's I, wife I, I believe that's Shannon Moore's wife, if I'm not mistaken. Because well, you better be I sure because Shannon her... Moore's going to beat that ass if it ain't. <laughs> Shannon Moore's a big deadlock fan. No <laughs> I don't want no issue. The book of Dillagath straight on your head. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it is, if I'm not mistaken, though. But I saw a clip of her going around on Twitter where somebody like was being unsafe and then she just shot on her. And oh, it was great. It was great stuff. Sumi Sakai's got a shoot background, too. That's yeah. pretty. Like, that's pretty cool. She was in. Um, she was also in the JD Star promotion, which I believe that Rossi from Stardom had a big hand in. So it's interesting to see her go from, you know, JD Star, <laughs> then she's also a shoot fighter. It's just. Uh, it's just she's an interesting <laughs> character, honestly. Um, Allison K, of course, is just a complete badass. So I, I think her match would be fun too. And this entire show just looks incredible so I'm, I'm super excited for that um like i said that comes on at 8 p.m i'll probably be talking about it on twitter a little bit probably on my secondary account because i know you know if it ain't samoa joe versus john cena on the raw arena <laughs> like, I, I know i know who my audience is so we had anthem they also they they made some big moves here recently uh anthem is the parent company of tna and they bought access tv or axs and that is a pretty big move. It's a pretty bold move, to be honest with you. Uh, my mom actually loves that. She, she actually, I was talking to my mom yesterday when uh, I was talking to her about wrestling, just in general, because she had asked. She, of course, I'm going to Japan. She's uh, asking a bunch of questions. She's like, "What's all this? What's all this?" And she actually <laughs> knows New Japan from Access TV because she watches it oh, for nice. the uh, concerts and stuff. They do a lot of concert based like yeah. content. Um, and she's like, yeah, I always see this new Japan, new Japan. Is that like WWE? I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, WWE, if it was on the other side of the world. Um, and Anthem ends up buying it, which is crazy. Um, yeah. So it shows, it, it kind of shows you how much fuck money Anthem has, right? They're like, <laughs> yeah, Axa TV. We'll take that. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Easy. So they ended up, uh, they ended up like letting go of a, a, a good amount of people, from what it seems like, um, which is interesting. They, they happened the same way with um, what was that radio show called? Um, it was. Do you guys remember the Law Radio Show? It was like live hey, audio yeah, wrestling, live action, live, yeah, live audio, audio not wrestling. Live action. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and like uh, when, when you know they got into the mix, everyone thought they were going to use that as a platform for TNA to sort of. Um, you know, just kind of advertise the shows or whatever. I thought it was smart. You're like, yeah, hell yeah. Like they, they got, they got a whole radio network. Like this is really like, this is a really mm -hmm. good idea. And then they just shut it down. <laughs> so, I mean, it, they kind of did the same. Well, they haven't like, they, they haven't really done too much, but they've started letting people go a little bit um, from, from the access TV stuff. Uh, of course, new Japan runs on that channel. Uh, it's, inter it'll be interesting to see how things kind of play out. Impact, of course, the second we saw a you know, anthem buying access tv we knew impact was going to go on that channel uh which i'm not sure of the logistics i guess if they own the network now obviously they can do whatever they want um, yeah pretty much yeah like but I, I don't think before you could i don't think that the, the the shows on that network could stream on twitch and you know go live on access at the same time 
But now that they own that, I'm sure that impact can make an executive decision on that. Yes, we will stream yeah. wherever the hell we want to, and we will also show it on TV. But what's actually kind of crazy about the numbers is I was looking at it, and okay, so Twitch Impact Live on Twitch only gets about 3,500 people to watch when it goes when it goes live. That that that's kind of weird to me. Um, and we were talking about we were talking about it last week too. Um, what what do you think the reason is for for thirty five hundred people watching live on Twitch? I mean, it's free, it's up there, you know what I mean. Is there something like they can do, or like what what exactly? I, like, I I don't know if this is exactly like I don't know if this is gonna really make sense, but in my head, the reason why I feel like maybe like numbers are low in terms of that is because of the way impact handles their Twitch streams where they're going, I, I believe they stay live the entire day, but the way they cycle through their, uh, when they cycle through of going off and then going right back on, I believe that might have something to do with it in terms of like maybe people not getting notifications going live or anything like that. Cause I don't oh, believe, be... I don't believe notifications go out live whenever. Impact oh, you're right. Goes live for the TV show. No, no, because... they're, they're live 24 seven. Then they just go straight into the impact. Yeah, so, they, the episode, so there's no so notification that pops get up. Notifications. But yeah. when they, wow. I think they've done it before when they've done like special events on there, they yeah. might actually go end it and then go live again. I've seen them do it a couple times. I, but I think that would help TV, if they though. would, yeah, if they would cut and then like go off the air for like a minute and then come back on the air. Yeah. Because yeah, I get notifications at like two and I get notifications at two in the morning where it's like impact is now live again. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, awesome. Petey Williams. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great stuff. way for them to cut it out, though. Like when nobody's watching at two in the morning, yeah. just end it. Yeah, and me, me it, and but... Tubby will actually when we're sitting in here sometimes for dinner. Uh, we'll turn on the impact stuff and like just seeing the older stuff like LAX versus Daniels and, and styles and yeah. stuff like the older stuff like. Dude, they were working, working too. Just those old school stuff. Like they were, they were, the 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 brand was just insane back then. Just like that mid two thousands, just roughneck, yeah. just trying to make a name for themselves, sort of stuff. And I almost feel like they're back in that same situation where like now it's you know yeah. it's impact against the world. Like they have to, and, and they even mention it on the show. Actually, you know, I was surprised they even mentioned that on, on the show. But I almost think it's a good angle to do because it's true. You know, impact. Yeah. There was actually this article I read the other day. Um, I think the writer's name was Garrett Kidney, and uh, he wrote an article about impact that said that good is not good enough for impact anymore, because it's not even what they're what they're doing right now is not bad at all. Honestly, the yeah. the, the product they have is actually pretty damn good. Um, but in in today's wrestling climate, it's just good isn't good enough anymore. You know, um. Garrett talked about that in the 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 article that he wrote. He ended up saying that, um, you know, back when Impact was coming up, it was WWE, TNA, and ROH. New Japan wasn't on the radar, you know, when it came to Western expansion at all. There was you know, indies were not having streaming platforms at the time. You pretty much only had three options, and ROH was still even a far third distant from from TNA, and. Uh, you know, nowadays it's not shoot, dude. You can watch whatever the hell you want, whenever you want. It's yeah. it's a wide open field, um, and Impact has to figure out an angle here where like they make it. Because I don't even really watch weekly wrestling at all. Like when I when I when I catch up with my wrestling, I catch up with it. I don't watch it live. Like I catch up with it after the fact. Um, even like stuff that I real like I'm super into, like Stardom and stuff. Um, I'm I'm behind on that. So like I definitely don't watch up to date, you know. I I check out stuff 
as I can. And I feel like impact, uh, find, finding that, finding that angle is what they're going to have to do. Um, because I mean, look, if you look at the card, it's not even that bad. Um, you know, Tessa's blowing up, um, yeah. put, putting the cards behind Tessa was a fantastic idea. Brian Cage yeah. is always the fucking man. I mean, like he's just, he's all, he's just fantastic. Um, losing LAX is pretty, honestly, pretty big. Um, losing what well, and it was cool in the way they went out too because tna you know yeah. it, it wasn't like a um wasn't like a it was amicable i think between the two because they were all you know they were like thank you lax and they let them move on and everything which which TNA yeah, is they even good put for. up like a, a countdown video on their channel like top five lax moments or something yeah and i think i think that's the way i think that's how they're gonna have to play all this stuff is like yeah they they don't have any there's no room for for like uh, remember back in the day, like everybody, like the the low TNA stuff. There's no, oh, room, yeah. there's no room for that, dude. Like they can't, they can't even allow that to happen. Um, so it'll be interesting to see them go to go to to Access TV. Do you guys think the numbers are gonna like? Do you think the number? Because I don't even know what the pursuit numbers are. To be honest, it's got to be in the low hundred thousands. I think the numbers will definitely go up just because, as you mentioned, talking about uh, your mom, was that New Japan is such a big like deal on Access already that there's already a core wrestling audience that watches Access. So having a new weekly show that's going to be on there every single week is going to be very big for Impact. Just writing, not really writing off the success of the New Japan Access deal, but just in their own right, just coming on and being like, hey guys, here's more professional wrestling for your faces. Take it. Now that they own the network, they can run ads when whenever they want yeah, for exactly. impact. So it's like, it's good for them. And I think from what I heard, aren't they going to do like a non wrestling show on the pursuit channel now? Like just like yeah, a talk show yeah, type they have thing to, or whatever. They're still, they still have a contract with pursuit. So they have to, I don't think they, they own, do they own part of pursuit. They have like significant ownership in it. Yeah. Okay. Anthem in 2013 has significant ownership stake in pursuit media. Oh, okay. Something then, yeah, that that's really good. Something really good with Impact that they've been doing with the Twitch uh, channel that I like. There's a series that they were doing for a good couple of weeks that I believe just wrapped up where they were doing something with Ethan Page on Twitch where they would come on and just watch old Impact. And yeah, stuff I like saw that. that. And I, feel I like, saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If, if they do that type of stuff over on the Pursuit channel, that would be awesome because that content stuff you really don't get to see anywhere else at all. Yeah. Stuff like that makes it unique. And that could be like, that could be an angle that they could take where it's like, hey, we have like more content than just the in ring wrestling stuff. Like, you guys want behind the scenes. This is behind the scenes. And I feel like it's going to be good. It's going to be really good for uh, Impact. It, because they've always had to fight from underneath, especially like back in the day, getting all those, like you were saying, LOL, TNA jokes. Everyone yeah. <laughs> just, everyone, regardless of what Impact does at this point, I feel like no matter what, everyone's going to be like, eh, it's Impact. And yeah. It's really, yeah. an, it's it's very annoying because it's like Impact's, Impact this year has been probably one of my favorite consistent products throughout 2019 with their television show. It's been really fun to watch and it's great to see all the new talent that they're bringing in as well. Like putting a spotlight on the rascals, bringing in Ace Austin, doing bigger things with Sammy Callahan, Tessa Blanchard taking off this year yeah. when it comes to like all the intergender stuff. It's it's really good to see them like finally hitting that peak now where I feel like people are starting to turn around and they're finally going, oh, well, I guess if there's this much noise being made, we kind of have to pay attention to it so yeah they just yeah, had, they then, had to find that angle right I yeah mean, they just had to figure out like what i almost feel like maybe they should take a like almost like a gorilla approach to it you know um yeah i am totally not biased whatsoever here but if they were if they were to <laughs> i don't know contact some uh you know like 
wrestling creators or whatever and uh <laughs> get together almost like uh you know if you if we were to if we had a bunch of people streaming impact you know what i mean it it creates yeah. like a it creates like a must-see kind of thing for a lot of people um and i think that would that would be really really dope um to have just have like a situation like that where like they're taking they're they're like going into the internet wrestling community and like I don't know. There's just something really cool about that. Not biased at all, by the way. I just, you know, what, what, I, I mean, I mean, they did it back in the day with uh, TNA yeah. wrestling. I remember they had like a they had a kid who was on their YouTube channel like reviewing Impact every oh, week or something. Oh, I like, remember that. Yeah, the kid. Oh my god, they, they did do that. They yeah, they, that. they definitely did, and they tried to do that, and like there was an internet buzz because I remember they only ran on the internet for a while when they were yeah. like in a TV deal lapse during like NWA TNA, like going yeah. from pay-per-view to TV yeah. or something, or my, maybe it was like the Fox sports era or something, but they were only on the internet and that was pretty crazy. But I was just thinking back to like the Twitch thing and you're saying, why aren't people watching? Maybe they do need to stop that 24 seven thing that they're doing and do more scheduled content where it's like, okay, we're going to go live at this time and you'll get this scheduled content. Like the Ethan Page thing, yeah. if you're not constantly like knowing that's a thing, like you would miss it because they're live 24 yeah. seven. So you have to like, I feel like something that can even combat that is like, you could have a separate Twitch that's just 24 seven impact content that they've yeah. been doing, like the old stuff like that, while having your main impact wrestling Twitch be the scheduled content, like the new original content. I feel like that could even be good for them because the way that they're using Twitch is very smart. And like they were kind of the first company to really like grab mm -hmm. the reins of Twitch and go, hey, guys, this is a great platform for pro wrestling, too. Yeah. And it's been really awesome to see that, like what happened going into like the content creator thing. I believe if I'm not mistaken, Impact, what they kind of did something like that. Did they not a couple of like for one of their big pay-per-views? Didn't they give out codes to certain creators to do commentary over for with the live stream? I you believe? can. Okay. So yeah. So the deal with this kind of crazy, um, you can co-stream anything off that Twitch. So like that's any wild. weekly show that they do, you can co-stream it, which is the only thing yeah. that you have to, you have to turn off. Um, you have to turn off like, you know, how Twitch saves broadcast. Yeah. So you just have to turn that off, but you can co-stream it, which is uh, that's a big deal crazy. on its own, right? So yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing they just like the biggest they just like, I find an angle that like really resonates with people and like gives them a reason to tune in because it's like, t like Impact's not the hot product anymore, you know? Like yeah. even GCW is super hot right now. I don't know how long that'll last, but like they're obviously keeping mm -hmm. the momentum going. Um, but they just have to find that hot angle where people are like, oh, okay, well, Impact uh, is it again. Um, even like, eight, you know, I don't think Impact could have ever paid John Moxley enough money to, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, I, I think something like that would have would have been really, really big um, for, for a big pickup for them. Uh, I, I mean, I'm glad he went to AEW. I think he, he probably fits better in AEW, to be completely honest. But um, just finding that that hot angle would be good. G getting together with the community and doing more. Um, I think would help them a ton. I know that a ton of people watch, like literally just watch when I do like watch bars and stuff for WWE, they do not watch WWE. <laughs> they, they like literally only watch <laughs> because of the watch party. And like it, like word of mouth from, from creators and things like that. It, I mean, it honestly does help a ton. Like it helps yeah. things become cool. 
and like that and that's what I, you know i think that would be an, an interesting out for them they're doing some pretty cool stuff with the impact plus thing but one of my big issues is like the production quality is that like it de what they i think what they ended up doing was like downing the production quality a little bit to like pay i think they're i think they're even paying travel for the wrestlers now um which is like which is crazy that's even like a mind-blowing <laughs> yeah. thing oh How my god unheard of it? <laughs> the wrestlers don't have to pay for their own travel <laughs> say what <laughs> Uh, yeah who was that somebody was in an interview and the host was asking him like oh, you oh it was um it was bailey it was, she was on fox yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, that's right yeah. and uh the the host was like uh honey do you need me to get up with a union rep she's like no 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 no! please <laughs> don't do say union. Union. i'm gonna get fired <laughs> she was like just starting as champion too like please god do not no 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 don't union. say the you word around fence yeah i'm gonna get fired that, that was, was uh that hilarious. was that was uh, yeah but that's sweet that that uh impacts paying for their their travel now unheard of in wrestling in 2019 <laughs> yeah which is, is nuts dude no i was i was just thinking about it that like speaking of like creators influencing a lot of like things that happen with the community and stuff like that i remember around like 2012 2013 uh polish year series that you were doing all the time on youtube like that really got me back invested into impact with watching impact and trying to go back to it after taking a break back in like 2011 2010 it really got me back invested in the product yeah so, i was like, super I into like, tna that point. yeah I was like super yeah. into Tina. I was pretty much not even covering WWE anymore at that point. I was pretty much just watching. I think that was around the time Aries was doing his X Division yeah. run. And then, uh, God, that Aries versus Bobby Roode match at Destination X was such a good match. Oh, my God. I can't believe they're like both not really doing anything right now. I, I just, that's so weird to me because they're both yeah. so good. It's just like, I mean, Aries is kind of like a dickhead sometimes, <laughs> to be honest. Like his, <laughs> his, tw his Twitter stuff, but like, I, yeah. I, I've always like he's always been a, a, a top performer. So I mean, I, I just can't believe like even Bobby Roode and WB. I can't believe they're not like using him more. I think they started using him a little bit, right? He came he came on well, TV yeah, a little bit. He's fighting for the tag team championships this Sunday with Dolph well, Ziggler. He's gonna lose, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's he facing? I forgot who's it. Who, who is uh, it? It's Seth it's and Braun. Simon Ziggler versus Braun. Oh and Seth. God, yeah. Okay, well, you had I a good run. Like they might win the belts because of Braun and Seth, like doing something. Yeah. Like you think, you the think they'll go ahead and hot shot that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they they want to make Ziggler and Root a new big tag team. Then it, it'd make perfect sense to like have Strowman or Seth like do something to the other just to add more tension into the main event being built throughout the night. I feel like that. Yeah, if they I, started like the show with happen. it, if they started yeah. the show with it, yeah, yeah. I mean that that can make sense, sure. Yeah, That's bad. what you always do in uh, in matches like this when you pair up two people that aren't in a tag team. You break them up right away. Well, that's the WWE thing to do. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what if they put it back to back? How interesting would that be if you had Seth and Braun and tag? Then the main they don't even was, leave uh, the ring. Like yeah, yeah, they <laughs> yeah. leave the ring and they like just ring the bell. In, that would be very interesting. Well, they're doing something with. Uh, the Fiend, right at Hell in a Cell, which is the next pay per view, yeah. right? So, I don't know what I, I really. I would have to think about it. Um, so I think Seth Rollins is just going to get kidnapped by the Fiend, and the match just goes off the air. <laughs> yeah, Braun Strowman takes the belt. All right, well, I guess this is mine now. <laughs> Good stuff here. Uh, we can actually we can actually talk a little bit about Raw and SmackDown before we uh, get into Clash of Champions and everything here. Um, they were in Madison Square Garden this past week, of course, as we saw. But I don't uh, know. if you couldn't tell. If they didn't tell you enough on Raw and SmackDown that Madison Square Garden MSG, was very baby. important, <laughs> this is the greatest wrestling place of all time. And it Madison doesn't even Square look Garden. any different anymore, man. It doesn't even look yeah. any different anymore. It's just like another arena. I like when they had the 
the tiny little entrance, you know, at Royal Rumble that one year where it was yeah. like, dude, they could that barely, was the like, entrance. Through. I love yeah. that. And now oh, it just looks man. the same. That was it. Just it's it's just like whatever. I don't even know why. Like having having Undertaker come out, he's like, oh, I love MSG, MSG, and, <laughs> and the Knicks are my favorite basketball team. <laughs> it's just like, man, what yeah. the fuck is this? This is. I was just like, what is going on here? Yeah, it just felt like another arena. Like I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe I'm getting older, or I I, I think it's no, just it's the, the way, way they that, presented it. It's definitely the way they presented it because before it felt special with the tiny little entrance, and now. Now it's like, them, oh, this is the same thing. To give that a B credit, though, when it comes to the presentation, I don't really think it's their fault anymore because the garden kind of reorganized how the setup is used inside the arena and where they used to put the uh, the little tiny entrance. That's now for fans to come in and out of. It doesn't lead to like a backstage area anymore. No, you're right. You're right. No, it definitely is not. Yeah. I don't think it's WWE's fault at all. Yeah. It's just um, just the way that they presented it, even after the fact, is just a little funny. Yeah. In, the energy is palpable in this room as Undertaker <laughs> comes out and he says he loves the fucking Knicks. <laughs> I love that, that Taker had like a college football gig like a couple days before the MSG show too. So it was hilarious seeing him come out as the biker Taker on Dude, that uh, was so yeah, yeah, that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. I feel like he wants to do that. Like, oh. yeah, I feel like he, he wants to be Biker Taker, later. right? I mean, like, it he has to want to. It's it's probably a pain in the ass to put on all that Undertaker cowboy emo shit. Like, it's got to <laughs> just be so annoying to, like, okay, I'll put the hat on and uh, put the... He's probably on. tired of coming out and saying, rest in peace. Like, <laughs> like, he wants to, you know he wants to say more. Yeah, I wonder like, what Taker listens does. to to get into character. Does he, like, does he throw Durst. on some My Chemical Romance? No, he's got to throw on some My Chemical Romance. Fred Durst is Biker Taker. Relax Yeah, now. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I get that much. Yeah, he definitely Speaking listens to, to like uh, Black Parade. That's definitely something yeah. gets, him, gets him in the mood. <laughs> so I was gonna, I was speaking of Taker. Like, can you imagine, like, when he retires from WWE? Like, what is he? What's he gonna do? Is is like he gonna get in the podcast network? He's like, gonna do Starcast. <laughs> I'm imagining this. Listen to this: a Taker podcast called Dead Man Talking, and all he does is talk about the uh, the WWE courtroom that he was like the head of it. The wrestlers court. Just tells, the wrestlers court. He just tells wrestlers court stories, and it's called Dead Man Talking, hosted by him and Conrad. Yeah, as I yeah, say, Conrad's I on the phone right now. Say, Conrad needs to be on it. Yeah. And Taker does reads for Blue Chew, by the way. That would be amazing. Oh my do you god! Want, do you do you want to have your erection rise from the dead? Buy <laughs> some Blue Chew today. When I was dating Sarah, my dick <laughs> became a, a full blown. <laughs> I wasn't a dead man anymore. I don't even know what does Taker say. <laughs> Dead man oh, rising. Man. He's digging, they didn't show digging you this holes clip whenever Di- Diamond souls, Dallas man. Page was filming us. Did uh, did you guys see banging that, hose that? and taking soul? Ain't nothing get me harder than blue shoe, man, bro. I just want Taker to do reads, ad reads of Taker. That would be the most. Oh, I loved hearing Undertaker do a live read, like a VPN or something. Do you want <laughs> to protect your internet? <laughs> that would be so great. I can't He's wait to hear uh, talking right. Yeah, right? no, Dead Man Talking has got to be the name of it. Absolutely. I think so. I don't think you can go with any other name. Um, did you guys see that Arn Anderson's doing a podcast? Yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see. I hope Arn Anderson does Blue Chew Live Reads. That'd be He's got like the same mixer I have, too. Who? Arn like, Anderson? I'm really curious. Yeah, Arn Anderson posted a picture of his setup. He's got the uh, Shure microphone. He's got like the Pro FX8, the Mackie one. He's got like the whole set. Like someone just put that in his room. 
I'm so happy that he has a great mic to start off with because it was really difficult to listen to JR's Conrad podcast at the start just from like JR not wanting to get new equipment, I think. And then he finally was like, all right, it's <laughs> time to get new equipment. <laughs> JR with his technology. He's like, ah, oh, this will work this fine. <laughs> this will work fine right here. Yeah, cowboy he should have to sweat at AEW, okay? He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's got a gateway microphone, a stick microphone. He's like, why well, won't this work? <laughs> <laughs> It's got like the three notches in the top. Kyra, Kyra, I was like, just, what the fuck, JR? Didn't he just call him on his cell phone or something? I think, I think he did. so, yeah. He just Skyped Good him. Lord. He's still using Skype in 2019. He's working for AEW, man. There ain't nothing better than WWE. <laughs> <laughs> JR don't give a fuck. He goes, there ain't nothing better than WWE. And then, like, Caitlin posts a picture in a bikini. He's like, I'll be goddamned. <laughs> <laughs> cowboy hat emoji yeah he is so past giving his shit dude like he is just he comes to aew with the sweatpants on he's just like dude i don't care whatever buy the barbecue sauce and shut the hell up it worked for mick foley i could wear sweats why not he can make it work yeah everything's good with jr man he's working he's he's getting out there he's good man all right so uh of course, Raw had a few other moments. There was one I, th- I don't even know if this was on the air or not. I saw it on YouTube. Um, basketball player, I think, won the twenty four seven title. Basketball player, I <laughs> love your knowledge of this. There's a basketball player that won. Listen, dude, I watch wrestling. I don't watch no damn sports. Some damn sports athlete won some de- WWE title. Yeah, he did. And then he yeah. pulled out the Boston Celtics jersey, and everyone's like, Ooh, "How could yeah. you?" Anis Anis Cantor. Anis Cantor. Is that his name? Did I get that right? Yep, yep. I don't watch basketball. Most definitely (laughs) basketball player. Let's just call basketball player. And it's Cantor. He ended up beating R True for the 24 7 title. And uh, what was funny was that he, I think he got the most heat of the night. I was like, damn, this dude's getting booed more than anyone else on this whole entire show. Dude, the way he shoved Truth down, I was like, "Wait up, now hold on." This is this a shoot. Like, he, he could get a, he could get a, a run in Japan with the throwing stuff like that. Yeah, now, Archer was like, Archer got back up. He's like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> Dude, that that segment was actually really really good. I was surprised at yeah. how good it actually was. Like he pulled the jer- he pulled the hoodie down and showed the Boston jersey. I mean, I didn't get it, but the crowd did. And of course, you know, once the crowd yeah. did, like immediately, I got it too. I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, Boston and then and, and New York. Okay, I get what's going down here. Okay. They did an exclusive interview with him as well on the YouTube channel that was actually pretty good. Like, I'm very surprised at how good he was. Like, just because, like, uh, celebrities don't really handle themselves that well when it comes to, like, promoing in front of a live what audience. What do you and mean? Kevin Federline. Do you remember Kevin Federline? Were you watching um, Kevin Federline? Listen, hey, <laughs> January 1st, 2006 or seven, when he faced Cena, that was great. Great Hell television. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like that is that's such a weird like when you go back and watch WWE and like you're like oh Kevin who the hell is this Kevin Federline <laughs> like that is such <laughs> like a, if you're if you're a kid like, or something no one knows who Kevin Federline is that's yeah. such a lost in time name there was a kid in my neighborhood at the time and we did not like each other we we were gonna have a shoot fight and he literally was like January 1st same day K-Fed faces Cena I was like oh that okay, is a lost and you will never hear that phrase oh ever again God, really that's, a, that's a once K-Fed in a while was over did you guys end up fighting oh, it? yes we did alright who won the fight he talked about K-Fed who do you think oh, I don't know man K-Fed's a shooter like I, I, I don't really know <laughs> 
he had a run in all Japan. It was kind of crazy. I don't really know. Like that could anything could happen. It wasn't there. even really that much of a fight. It was kind of just a right left, and then it was kind of over. It was, it was very unpredictable. He beat kinda you like, up that bad. Like, oh, easy, big fella, easy, brother. <laughs> what were you guys fighting over? This, what could you possibly be fighting over? This guy knows about Kevin Federline at WWE. What could you possibly be fighting over? We were fighting over a girl, so it was kind of like oh, the real life story. Because like, I, I was Cena in the story, and then he was K-Fed in the story. It was very funny. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting over a girl, and he just brings up a WWE storyline. Yeah, this would just be like Kevin Federline and then Don Cena on that Monday oh Night Raw. That's it like, man is a wet dream. We decided that we were going to fight like right before Christmas, so there was like a two week build to this that was hilarious <laughs> because like all of our friend group just broke up basically over this, and it was like half of them were with his side, half of them were my side. It was really weird times. How at that old point. Were you had you had to be what fifteen? I was like seven or eight. Seven or eight? Like seven or eight? Seven or eight? You're a girl at seven? I didn't even know what a girl was when I was seven. I was playing RuneScape, dude. The fuck? Listen, listen. It was It was WWE action figures, the ruthless aggressions, and then it was girls. That's all that it was back then. What in the actual fuck is going on right now? This man said I was seven years old. He said, You're thinking you're like 15, 16, you know? No, seven. I have never yeah, I done the actions, but what were you fighting over holding hands or something? The hell are y'all doing at <laughs> seven years old? You See, play spin the bottle and you kiss your you girl. Know, or what? Please tell me one I mean, of you was in jorts or something. You get one of you had to be wearing jorts. I know. <laughs> he used, he used, jorts and he a used to wear basketball shorts. He used okay. to only wear basketball. Oh shorts, shit! So, so he was right. Okay, he was gonna beat your ass yeah. and then go play a game. He's about to play pickup. You know? <laughs> you're about you to get done with. I guess that didn't work out so well for him though. We come off the bus and then we're just walking down like everyone's just walking down. It's kind of like we're both coming out of the tunnels of a UFC fight, just ready to just start. <laughs> were you on the same the, bus? Like yeah, we were on like, the same bus. So and it's you were like, like his. Yeah, how do you decide who comes first? Bus. He was near oh, the back so, of okay. the bus, and like our friend groups were just instigating the entire bus ride on January first, coming home, and then we on January first, the biggest building. It's like <laughs> exactly. Wrestle Kingdom on January first. Hey, I'm just saying, I sold some tickets. <laughs> Sold some tickets. Did I get that discount brother. code on Fight TV? <laughs> so it was a so you had a bus full of eight year olds in the game, talking shit from the front and the back the entire time. Yeah, the the same, give fart on you, fart on you, my head. <laughs> You smell like Cheetos. <laughs> it was great because the day after, the bus driver was basically like, well, who won? Because he heard everything that was being oh, talked you, about. You so imagine like in modern it. days, like bus, how much crap you would get for a bus driver, like knowing there was a fight going yeah. on. Like there'd be like, oh, back in the day, bus oh. drivers didn't care about nothing. They're like, yeah, just figure it out. Just don't make us crash. <laughs> now it's completely bus, different. Yeah. Where, where did you grow crazy. up? Uh, this what so I moved around a lot, but always in the south. So I grew up around uh, around this time. It was in South Carolina. So, oh, that's almost in my neck of the woods, right on Townsend. The correct answer was the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> buddy, you didn't get that right. Turns out to beat your Look. ass. <laughs> Look. 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 Everything will be good. Uh, <laughs> January first. So Beat up a basketball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever about the hard truth. But Stone Cold came back, baby. That's what I really want to talk about. That's that good stuff. So, My man, so let me, let me, let me. Do you remember like a month ago when Stone Cold came back? And they had well, the he's Robert got Union? like four TV shows. He has to make sure that he plugs all of them. So there's a lot going on with Stone Cold here recently. He, he's got the show to, that comes on right after Raw, which I, you know, I ha actually watched some of it. I'm still not entirely sure what it is. It, it's just like Stone Cold talking to people. And then 
they hang out. It's the Ice Cold like Steven show Anderson podcast. show. <laughs> there ain't nothing better than Ice Cold Steven Anderson. He's here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and he is also here with there, The only reason he showed up on Raw was to promote his beer. That's all he wants to do is drink his beer on Raw. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. I think I think Monday yeah. Night Raw needs more beers, to be honest. If there was anything, I think Cedric Alexander <laughs> cracking up in a cold one would make him 100 times cooler. Like, that would be the shit. Can you imagine like Luke Gallows and, and Carl Anderson just cracking open beers in the back? Remember the APA? Yeah. They're hanging out backstage there a, smoking. There's a great picture going around Twitter, speaking of Stone Cold drinking backstage, of Stone Cold with his IPA, and then the Street Profits are holding up the Red Solo Cups. It's a phenomenal picture, and it's probably the, my favorite thing I've seen, like, probably all month. Yeah, I love that the Street Profits just kind of hang around and then they just like take pictures of people. <laughs> That's like yeah. their gimmick right now is we like wrestling a lot. <laughs> They're the hype boys for the pay-per-view. Can yeah, you believe yeah. what's happening at Clash of Champions? Oh my gosh. It's great. Yeah, when they start wrestling, man, it's gonna be that's gonna be super dope. I think I think they're gonna have a good spot for sure. I mean, they, they obviously already want them on TV just to have yeah. them on TV, so I think they'll they just need to have really Montez just hit a tope in his first match and then they're gonna be over <laughs> in the ring. That's all they need to do, and it'll be a wrap. Yeah, that's true. So Stone Cold was moderating this Braun and Seth contract signing. Was it for just the Universal title, or was it for both? Was it the tag and the Universal? It was just no, the Universal just, title. Just the Universal. We gotta get it done because they couldn't get it done last week. Now we gotta get it done in that ring right now. Well, they had they had like Seth, it. and he was saying, "Seth has got to stop." First off, Seth, Seth's got to stop because <laughs> Seth. Seth <laughs> look, man. Seth in the past year has become such a cop as insane. Seth, Seth, at least four times in this promo had to reiterate that he is the best wrestler on the planet. And every time he said it, they booed. The crowd immediately. Just yeah, they booed did. They him. did. I did notice that. I did notice. Yeah, that. Yeah, they. The, he literally every time he said it, it wasn't even like one time. He said it a few times, and he got booed every time. And then it, Vince it, is on the control slider, like <laughs> crowd noise down. <laughs> yeah, please stop booing. It, it was funny because they started chanting. They started. Chan- <laughs> Seth said, "I'm the best wrestler on the planet," and the crowd just started chanting for people that are better than Seth Rollins. They were like, "They just started chanting AJ Styles." AJ I think. Styles. Yeah, they were just they chanting were, yeah. for a bunch of different people that are better than Seth. I'm like. <laughs> stop saying you're the best wrestler on the planet, look. man. It's just not working for you. It's just not your thing. Like you just just let it slide. You're good. You're a good wrestler. You're the universal champion. But don't say you're the best wrestler on the planet when we are so connected to wrestling nowadays that like it just feels so. It feels like a lie. It feels like he's just yeah. straight lying to you. And he's like the biggest baby face on the show. It's just like, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe don't do that, dude. A little rough. Uh, at least Stone Cold was there, and he got to stun AJ Styles, so that was a cool moment. Yeah, AJ Styles a, called him an old fart. That was pretty interesting. There was a great moment of that segment that I, I don't know if anyone memed it or not, but they should have, when Braun just gr- grabs the table and just throws it up, and it smacks AJ straight in the head. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't, even see, I didn't even see oh, wait, that. That, no, was, I didn't that even was last it. week, but it, great moments with those, with the tables and the contract signings. <laughs> I believe it, it was either last week or that. No, because this week they had Austin slide the table back and then start talking trash. Yeah. Well, the stoner, the stoner but, on AJ was pretty good, actually. I was surprised that, seeing, uh, that he could do it, honestly. Seeing AJ take a stunner was something that I never thought in my lifetime that I would see. So that was something I lost my mind for. Just like being such no, a big TNA uh, fan. Yeah, it's definitely no Shark Boy Chummer, I'm gonna tell you that much. That's the real <laughs> man. Let me tell y'all something about I'm Shark Boy. That's my boy right now. Uh but I, I was watching it back. They actually blurred out the Stone Cold middle finger before he did it. They put like the little Do you remember when uh TNA had the Ken Anderson 
cage match and he did that to Kurt Angle and they put up his middle fingers and they blurred it for like five straight seconds. That's what they yeah. did. For, that's what they did for Stone Cold. They blurred the middle fingers out. Uh, <laughs> and, and that was that was hilarious. But Stone Cold is, it's funny that Stone Cold is like probably more shredded than half the roster. <laughs> yeah, he, he, looks in, he looks good. Stone Cold is so blasted out of his mind. It's fucking insane. Uh, but that segment was incredible. Stone, Stone Cold, you could, I mean, I feel like, I don't know the extent of Stone Cold's injuries and his, I'm sure his body's just completely beat up, but man, every time I see him, I'm like, dude, you could have had that match with CM Punk. Yep. <laughs> you could have yeah, had that match with thing. CM Punk. Like, I know you could have had it, especially all those years ago now. Like, he he's incredible now, but it's just like back then, he was probably less beat up, less wear and tear. Like, dude, you could have had that match. <sighs> he still could. He still could. Well, CM Punk, if he can come back, do the match, and then go on vacation, I'm sure CM Punk would love to do it. True vacation, <laughs> vacation, the vacation. Uh, oh yeah, talk- the, the Viking, the Viking Raider Experience War thing came Ivar, out in this match, and I, and I was wondering, I was uh, <laughs> Eric. I was wondering myself, like, did I miss a mat? Like, are they fighting at the pay per view? Like, did I miss this? Like, what? I felt uh, let me look, so let me look. the reason why they're involved is a couple weeks ago when they did the whole tag turmoil stuff, they did like a really dope thing in the turmoil to protect the whole league, uh, not making them lose. So they had Ivar and Eric, which I hate calling them that. Eric! <laughs> They just start brawling with uh, Gallows and Anderson. They just brawl out of the ring. Oh, I saw that. The ring. Ref, ref calls it off, and they both get eliminated. It was a great, great angle that they ran in the turmoil. So that's pretty much why they're hanging around still, because they're kind of building towards a match with those two teams. So, so they probably hired that. <laughs> they, weren't they looking for like a consistency guy to be on WWE? They were like hiring for somebody to... Continuity. They were hiring somebody for continuity. They must have hired that guy because if they remember <laughs> they're that, hiring yeah. a specific yeah. continuity writer. They're like, they literally make were. Sure. It was like a job title. They wanted somebody who could be continuity to remember like the storylines from a couple weeks ago to continue them. So good on you for hiring them. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, that'll work out good for him. I'm sure he'll get fired by next week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you sneaked? They forgot they even had the continuity guy. (laughs) They got to hire another continuity guy to keep up with the other continuity guy. (laughs) Hire a guy to remember he's the... Yeah, the Vince continuity guy. So he just keeps up with Vince. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Uh, We actually talked about it a little bit ago, the Metalik and uh, Mysterio match. Uh, That was pretty fun, but it was only like eight minutes or something. And and it just kind of goes to show, honestly, like how many... Especially with... I'm like a huge fan of, of Grand Montalik. I think he's fantastic. Him and yeah, Lince Dorado are like super underrated, I think. I think like a lot of... 100%. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about them. Um, but they're a super like... They're elite level performers. And it's not even... Like it's not even close, honestly. Like they're... They absolutely are. And WWE... It's incredible how many like guys like this WWE has and they just kind of sit on the bench a little bit, you know? Um, I think... Which is, think which is like whole... what the NBA does. Or like if you want to look yeah. at the NBA or NFL or whatever... You know they have they have salary caps for like this exact reason. So like you don't have a bench that's like you know well here's our benches: Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. Uh, you know what I mean that's <laughs> so why you don't have that issue. And it's just like WWE. Michael Jordan and Larry Bird on the bench. Oh my god! Can you imagine the team? <laughs> they're riding that's the bench. And, and like WWE <laughs> is just like they have so many of that. Like they're. Their bench workers are like they could go anywhere else in the world, and they you would have like Sheamus like, and Cesaro on the bench, and you're like, what the? Yeah, it's incredible. Like it's it's insane. They probably have like 300 signed dudes, and they you know they only use X amount of them on a weekly basis, and it doesn't matter how how much content you do, 
the main things are always raw and SmackDown. So like maybe with NXT coming up, that'll change. I'm still have my I still have my reservations because we remember how ECW went, you know, when that came on TV and how yeah, quickly yeah. how quickly like they had a plan right for ECW and how mm-hmm. quickly they decided to just turn that around and go a different route. That's kind of what you know with NXT, for example, is they could have a you know Triple H could very well have a plan for NXT, but who's to say you know within six months. Phew, they just switch that up and it goes in a completely yeah. different direction. Yeah, I, I think Vince just doesn't like Paul Heyman that much, and that was probably an issue too. No, yeah, the ECW thing, absolutely. I agree. Hilarious now considering the head writer of Raw or whatever <laughs> yeah. is now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They just put that title on him. He doesn't. Yeah, do we talked about that too. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if that yeah. was. I, I feel like maybe that was almost a scapegoat thing. To like, it, had, it had to be like a, polis, a publicity thing. Yeah. Had to be. We got Heyman and Bischoff on the same thing. What? They're not like, really okay. doing anything. Yeah, yeah, nothing's really. I mean, like, it's kind of the same show. <laughs> kind of holding out fate that, like, once the Fox deal starts, maybe then that's when things will kick in. But, like, yeah, uh, like they're kind of uh, in purgatory. Once like, ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, hopefully. It, it, hopefully NXT can bring something to the table because right now the NXT stuff, like, weekly nxt is like not worth it like there's no it's not like it's like bad a, but it's just like it's almost like impact in a way where it's like nothing on this show is bad it's just you can skip it you know what i mean i feel like for me the reason and i've talked about this a lot with uh everyone that's in the house with uh it's especially with brandon because we've been watching nxt a lot lately together i feel like with nxt the reason why i don't really watch nxt live weekly is because I read the spoilers and I know what's going to happen. So instead of doing that, I just binge it the day before takeover. Now with it being live, I feel like it's going to be very interesting to watch it live, especially given the climate of what's about to happen coming October with it being live. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a very big moment that's about to happen in wrestling. Like it's going to be awesome to see everything popping off in October with how everything's going to be and like what, what are they going to really do? And like you have somebody that used to be in that whole Monday Night War atmosphere with Triple H and now he's running the whole NXT shindig. Very interesting to see what they're going to do to not compete but at the same they time they gotta compete. compete it's a war <laughs> they're gonna do an, an, an x division x skate match and jeff hardy's gonna come out and sit on the top that's, jeff that's hilarious hardy <laughs> he's gonna struggle to climb up the side and homicide can't get out <laughs> <laughs> get out of here brother you're fired you couldn't get out i could get out of the cage 10 times in a row and then later in the night, they're going to have somebody come out with a theme song that just has a gigantic fuck. And then the <laughs> That's not, okay. Well, NXT's popping off. I got to watch this shit. This is going to be crazy. Uh, I'm already low when I'm here. Never mind. This is AEW has no chance in hell. The North oh, American Lorcan's escape gonna match. Out, it's going to just be like, Oni fucking Lorcan. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they just really start rules. They just start shouting profanities. Like every song is like that. <laughs> Adam Cole, bitch. <laughs> instead, of, instead of Matt Riddle's bro at the start it's gonna be bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're getting oh, back to that 18 year old demographic baby that 18 year old oh. demographic is riding right back in let's get it <laughs> that's great we're gonna start doing bluetooth live reads mid match this is what I'm <laughs> talking about the promos. Yeah. <laughs> nothing gets me harder than this match I'm having here tonight on NXT is bluetooth <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do the read about. for it yeah, Beth, yeah, she has to, right? I mean, her and Edge have to be singing it out loud. Having Edge on there, too, would be fantastic. <laughs> I know they're doing... I wonder... I saw that Kevin Owens was talking about going back to NXT. I was thinking about that, too. 
um, because they're obviously for the first Fox SmackDown they're doing. It's just another reunion show. Um, mm-hmm. Are they going to do that for NXT? Um, wait, or what do you mean? I think um, I think Kevin Owens is going to go back there like full time. To be honest, I well, no, I think like, what um, they're doing. Oh, wait. Yeah, I was just saying. Um, the first SmackDown Fox is being scheduled as a reunion show. So it's like the 20th oh, anniversary. The 20 yeah. um, so it'll have everybody there. And I was thinking, are they going to do the same thing for NXT? Are they going to have Sammy show up and Kevin show up? And are they going to have I don't, Cesaro? I don't think they will because the card that they have booked for next week is really, really stacked in its own right. It, I feel like something that I was I also talking about, it. the card's the really Fox? stacked. Well, it's that's really next stacked. week, but what about... When, the shit, the, next week's the first live show. Yeah, next yeah, but the what about the two-hour thing? Is that going to change? Because oh, no, now it's only an hour, well. right? Isn't it only next an hour? Week, that's when it starts. No, no it's it two hours. Next week. Yeah, I it was an hour. It's it's so weird because they're doing Isn't it for it this hour? episode and then next episode. It's going to be one hour on the USA Network and then from nine to ten it'll be on the network. Yeah, that's what for, I was saying. That's so weird. Yeah. For they're doing it for the first two episodes and then whenever they go head to head with AEW on October third, that's when it's going to be the first. But it's the not competition. It's not counter-programming, dude. It's not counter-programming. It's not a war. So it's not a <laughs> oh, yeah, war. Like, this is not counter-programming. Tell you what the don't, billionaires <laughs> don't know what they're talking about. It's not a war. It's a new intuitive idea to make you stop watching the show halfway through to go watch it somewhere else. It's it's fine, dude. It's not counter-programming. It's intuitive marketing. Right, the dude, the only fine. reason why. I think that that's happening the way it is for this coming Wednesday and next Wednesday is because I believe they already had an hour of programming slotted for nine to 10 on the USA network on Wednesday and they couldn't move it. Yeah. Because so, they rushed the product out to try to, I'm just it's saying it's counter, not counter programming. I promise you <laughs> just look, you guys don't understand how important, important suits is to the usa network <laughs> and it's so important you don't get it crinsley knows best okay crinsley we, we knows fucking best. love it we love suits damn it hey mr roboto great show i love it we have to cancel all raw from now on one hour on usa network one hour on UPN, <laughs> and one hour on the WWE network yeah <laughs> UPA. Hey, that's how oh, I used to watch SmackDown. That was like the only channel I got. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that so SmackDown much. SmackDown and UPN was lit, though. Oh, man. It was. I remember a lot of the SmackDown stuff from UPN. It was that followed was by like time. the Steve Harvey show or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The court shows and all that shit. UPN was great, dude. <laughs> Fantastic network. Uh, is UPN even a thing anymore? Is that still a thing? I believe. No, they re they re uh, franchised to my family or whatever that SmackDown went back to. A little bit later. That's what they oh, is yeah. it. My W is it the My WTVZ or something? Is that uh, yeah, I've seen so, that something like that? I think it's local yeah, something stuff like still, that, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It's still got the court shows and all that. Steve Harvey or not uh, Judge Judy and all those. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. Those shows yeah, kind of. Yeah. Those shows are kind of lit. Though, I'm be honest with you. My network TV is what you're looking for. That's what's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think my uh, funny story about that. I think you can actually buy programming on those things for pretty cheap. I mean, it's just locally, obviously. So like, it only shows in you know six hour radius or wherever you're at. Um, but you can buy oh, like what? shows and shit. Because my sister was on a show, like a dance show on uh on i remember that it was on tv i was like what the fuck is this she's like yeah i was on this like reality thing what the fuck i was like why are you on upn all right well it's time to get two hours every wednesday but we're not going to compete with anybody all right guys? No, it's, it's not radio, a competition deadlock, i promise you. show on my network tv every wednesday okay, but yeah, it's so not when, counter-programming when, when does when does arn anderson show go off <laughs> 
Every Wednesday live. Every Wednesday. Okay, so we're gonna do that. It's right like an hour. Time. It's not on... counter programming. I promise. <laughs> Arn, I well, love an you. An hour dude. live on YouTube, then an hour on my network TV. It'll be fantastic. Then an hour on Twitch. Yeah, we'll just bring it all around. Let's let's go, baby. Why don't we this just do twenty four hours? Like, we can just run a twenty four hour channel. Yeah, that sounds good too. No no notifications or anything. Just <laughs> hopefully you tune in at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's not great. Uh, uh, so this pay-per-view guys <laughs> Woo! this pay-per-view coming oh, up oh yeah did you, uh, by the way before you get to the pay-per-view did you guys notice they put Shinsuke on commentary he's yeah. he was no on Smackdown and, and he then, just he just Corey Graves tried to translate for him the entire time it was fantastic it's funny because he can speak good English he was trying to speak Japanese to Shinsuke and Shinsuke just like rolls his eyes oh and that became my a big god gift. why did Corey Graves do that dude why <laughs> did he do that ugh Goodness gracious, this dude. Is he, is he, are they taking him off the booth? No, they're putting him on SmackDown exclusive and they're, they're moving Vic Joseph over to Raw is what Vic I Vic Joseph! <laughs> Vic. I, I think is I've he heard he, him commentate once. He's, to me, he's very, because I watch 205 and uh, NXT UK. He's really good, in my opinion. Like, I feel like, I feel like he's going to be probably the guy to replace Cole. Whoa, really? He's that good? He all, he did he did raw a couple uh weeks ago for Cole when Cole sat out and he was actually pretty good on raw a couple weeks ago. I believe it was well, like they maybe probably a month need ago, more down to earth like commentators honestly. Um, yeah. Michael Cole can be over the top sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just a little sometimes. bit. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's my god, can it be Boston? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they could definitely like use some it, down to earth people. It's very weird when it comes to the whole Michael Cole thing because, like, he wants Nigel McGinnis to be his, like, next, like, he wants that to be That's the successor crazy. to him. And it's hilarious to think about that, like, Michael Cole is, like, the reason why Nigel McGinnis is in WWE. It that makes is, no it sense. Is insane. Yeah, I think he was weird. just a big mark for Nigel. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is it for sure. I remember the first broadcast they did. Nigel was like, yeah, welcome to Ring of Honor. <laughs> Did he really? never, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the first it, it was, was like the first uh, NXT UK oh thing, I think. Yeah. It was I, the uh the United Kingdom tournament uh night one back in like They didn't even dub over it, they just left it in. Oh, it was yeah, live, just, right? It was yeah, live. it was live. Yeah, it was He's live. just like, Whoa, uh, well, yeah. fucking Ring of Honor's here. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, sure. It, oh it's very God. weird with Michael Cole because you can clearly tell when Vince is in his ear and when he's not, because like Evolution, for instance, he was so good on that pay per view when it came to like 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 his flow and, and his the excitement um levels. and the one with um tri- what was it um Triple H and Dean Ambrose they, it was like the house yeah. show I don't remember but they turned yeah, into like the a thing. Uh, roadblock roadblock yeah he was name. good on that too and, and the one they did in uh, Japan yeah the yeah. and then obviously the the United Kingdom tournament they did with Nigel like he's so good whenever he doesn't have like he calls moves like yeah it's great it's insane actually. <laughs> I was yeah in the in the in the Metal League match he fucking called a Michinoku driver I'm like hell yeah dude keep oh, yeah, it up he did. I forgot it. about that yeah he said Michinoku driver I said oh no it, it wasn't Metal League and Mysterio it was um it was AJ and Cedric when he picked you know the, uh, <sighs> that the Michinoku driver he does yeah, yeah yeah like he gets air so like good. Cedric is he all his moves like he does like a fucking Gamangiri where he does like a, uh, I think Billy Osprey does it too um yeah. but the flip into the Gamangiri is always just like a super you know, Toshiaki Kawada back in the day used to do flips in the coming areas quite often. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at that last night on 2K. They so 2K has no Tiger drivers, by the way. They have uh, they have the Tyler Driver 97, and they have the uh, Tiger Driver 98, which is the double underhook power driver. 
I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder if they have any. I've never actually like looked at the move list like and looked for moves that I didn't know were in the game or anything. Usually, I just like, oh, okay, I'm just going to take these new moves from the DLC and I'll call it a day. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, they have a Gamangiri, and it's actually called like Gamangiri, like straight up. And then I clicked on it, and it was like he put him in the corner, jumped over the rope, and then did like a kick. And I'm like, this. None of this is right <laughs> at all. <laughs> and they're like, yes, this is fantastic. I love finding shit like that. And I also love finding the stuff on 2K where it's a top rope move or something and you go to view it and just like he just eats it just shit. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah it, just, it, doesn't it just doesn't work at all. It's like, okay, I guess we can go with that too. That's fine. The Fallaway Moonsault Slam did that for the longest whenever it first got put in the game. I think back on one of the moves packs, either on 2K16 or 17, it just did not connect in the moveset for like three years. And I think 2K19 is the first year where it finally started to work. I'm sure like it wasn't even... I'm sure yeah. they didn't even fix it. It just like fixed itself. They're like, yeah, 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 we did that. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Hell yeah. Um, we can get back to the paper. <laughs> we can talk about Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and Bailey. Um, that they had that match on Raw, which was insanely good, by the way. That, yeah, that tag very match. Good. Um, and, and, and it honestly is weird because it felt like a pay per view match uh, on the middle of a you know random episode of TV. Yeah. And uh, Charlotte was just like, "Yeah, kill me." She took a fucking German suplex straight onto the concrete. It was just like, "Yeah, just fucking take me out, baby." Oh, that was really weird. Um, but it just kind of goes to show like the way that WWE does business, right? Like it's yeah. definitely not like we're not a champ or clash of champion, whatever the fuck this pay-per-view is called clash, not a champion, <laughs> something or another, um, the clash. Yeah. Th- this is, this is not the end game for whatever WWE is doing. Like none of these pay-per-views are the end game whatsoever, right? Like TV is where WWE does most of their business. Uh, their, their yeah. big money deals are on TV like more people watch TV. It's such a drastically different just ideology compared to the way that WWE was when we were growing up. Yeah, you know, everything yeah. was we have to get these pay-per-view buys, these are the big things here, like TV. But WWE has found a way to I don't know how they did it, but they make they so much it. money. Off. It's like the yeah. opposite now. They like make their pay-per-views so you tune into the TV, not the other <laughs> way around. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's honestly really weird. Um, and that's why we saw so much of the Charlotte and Sasha stuff where they would tra- they traded the championships back and forth constantly because it was just like, yeah, we can do stuff on TV and we'll do stuff on the pay-per-view and then we'll just go back and forth. And uh, it's just it's just weird. I still am not used to it. Like I, it's been happening for a while for at least two or three years now. Um, and I still can't get used to it. It's just weird to not look forward to a pay-per-view. I don't know. It's pretty much once a network launched is when it really changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you still even, do the, do you even understand yet how those people get paid from the network? No, like, I see like X-Pod no, getting like I don't, 50 cent checks or something. I'm like, I don't know what this, <laughs> I don't understand. Any of this. How does that even work? Does anybody know how that works? Like if you're like the champ, like Seth Rollins, for example, like you think he would get like a cut big cut from that way or does he not get anything like on i don't the... i feel like they just don't get anything from that in the sense because like how could you manage it with everyone that's on the show how does wrestlemania point? work then because that used to be like the big payday yeah. for the guys working their mania that would be like their year's check but like now it's like i think that's another thing that cm punk asked like how does the network work yeah. and then he got fired <laughs> no you don't ask that like, question right, guys i'm gonna have a wedding let's get fired real quick send them the papers now send them now <laughs> 
But yeah, it is, it's true. It's now all the big TV deals, so the pay-per-views don't really matter anymore. Yeah. Well, they have two big matches built from this. So they have Becky yeah, versus 100%. Sasha at the pay-per-view and Bailey versus Charlotte. Um, I, ba- Bailey so, hasn't been doing too much. Um, she turned heel, but she didn't change anything. <laughs> so I, I'm I don't actually, know. I'm I'm more of a fan of that actually because I know like I've seen a lot of people talk kind of weirdly about the the Bailey not changing everything about her character in the similar sense of how Sami Zayn turned I feel like that's even more justified than just changing everything up because Bailey's reasoning doesn't need for her to change anything up at least at this point I kind of hope they two-man power trip Bailey and Sasha and have <laughs> and have both of them have both titles win the tag titles and then be like haha you made fun of us because you thought we cried backstage haha we have all the titles haha like that would be pretty cool to me and then you have Bailey go all right I don't need a headband anymore cool and then yeah it's just yeah. as long as, it's just weird because it's not like Bailey needed a story Bailey needed I feel like Bailey needs she needed change in general yeah um I, and, and like yeah Definitely. i agree i agree that yeah you don't like when you turn someone heel like they don't need to you know wear all black and you know you know i don't think they have to be like super <laughs> tropey with it or anything um but bailey was in like desperate need of some sort of character 100%. change um which is why i think that like if they don't do something to her that this is not gonna work over time i can't imagine because people are already tired of of the stick before this whole thing it's just like yeah. well if it's just if it was just a way to get these four women in the ring with each other then like that's not gonna work <laughs> bailey's gonna be she's gonna be strung out here and it'll just you know it's the same thing that's happened to bailey her entire time being a four horse woman right it's always been sasha becky and charlotte and then bailey's just kind of well kind of well then if charlotte wins like that's done like bailey's oh charlotte's winning this match it's oh, Charlotte Flair, baby. Ten-time champion, baby. <laughs> Charlotte, North Carolina. It's back to the same Bailey, right? If Charlotte wins, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what what WWE loves to do with that is like they'll have Charlotte beat her, and then Bailey will keep her heat by beating her up afterwards or something. That would probably be okay, um, just to see Bailey have some sort of edge to her that I think that she's I, lacking. I think that the, I feel like they might be saving the whole Bailey finally just saying, all right, let's just go all in with this. And I feel like they might be saving that character progression for her losing the title in Charlotte and then her just murking Charlotte after the title loss, kind of like Becky. And then finally being like, all right, I tried to do something right, but you guys don't see it that way. Whatever. Hate me if you want to. It's cool. I'm, I have my best friend. That's all I need. And then they <laughs> I got go my best there. friend. <laughs> and then like Sasha, we were saying, it's, I want to do stuff with my friends. Yeah, that right. I mean, that's got to be the end game, right? As Sasha turns on her, because it's got we'll to be Sasha and Bailey at Mania. Oh, dude, that's got to be the end game. It's got to be. It's yeah. got to. It's got to be Sasha and, and Bailey, because like it goes full circle. I feel like we'll get a really cool Survivor Series match out of this as well, with like Team Sasha and Bailey versus Team Becky and Charlotte, and then you can actually bring up more women into this other than just keeping it the same the same four that they've been built around the entire time that they've had any TVs for the past few years. So that'll be interesting to see. And then of course now with the tag team championships being around, it'll be very interesting to see if they intertwine those into like the main titles like they've been doing recently, which will be interesting. But it's kind of like I don't feel like they can mess this one up too bad when it comes to like a storyline. I feel like it's kind of a layup, really. I I think that it could be a layup, but um, <laughs> but counter counter programming. 
Just build up to these four having a mania match and it'll be fine. I mean, that'll be fine. Like, just I, almost, do that. I, like I to... almost like the idea of it just being Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, they, well, they could do that too. Isn't they there rumors that. about a draft coming up soon? And uh, yeah, like Fox, that that'll yeah. yeah, that'll probably separate that'll probably separate the four again back into twos. And you could probably just put Bailey and Sasha reigning terror for a little bit and then maybe like a Batista Triple H WrestleMania twenty one style booking into that mania match with Bailey slowly being like, All right, I messed up. This one on me, y'all and then goes after <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> this was on me. That's my bad. <laughs> I do like the two-man power drip kind of thing. I hope it happens yeah, so that would bad. Be cool. As long as she does a chair shot to Lita's head, I'll be good with that. <laughs> Fantastic. Two-man power drip style. They got to they gotta do it like The Rock did to uh, Ken Shamrock, where he's like, just hit me in the forehead, brother. <laughs> 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 he said, all right, I'm going to hit you in the forehead. He fucking molly walked. You got to watch. I don't know if you guys can see that or not. It'll, it'll turn it's into like great. the Cody chair shot, and then Charlotte's going to be blasted, bloody everywhere. It'll be fantastic. Dude. There's like that's what got Becky. I will I will like always 100%. say that. Like yeah. Becky bleeding is what got her over. I don't care she what anybody says. The quote that Sasha Banks said on Raw a couple like I don't remember if it was this past Raw or if it was the week before where she goes, The only reason why you're like the only reason why you got popular is because Nia Jax punched you in the face. And I feel like if she'd never had that moment bleeding, if she would have gone on to face Rousey and then lose at Survivor Series, we wouldn't have had this man blow up that happened. Yeah, it was complete sure. it was a complete coincidence that yeah. It, exactly. It, and, and and that's fine because it turned out really good for yeah, her, but like hundred percent. Um it's just it's crazy how much WB that actually happens a lot in WB um, where stuff, you know, like even you want to look at the Ali and Kofi thing going yep. into Daniel Bryan. Um, but a lot of times WB just doesn't even capitalize on that at all. Like they, they, they're pretty hard. We actually talked about that a little earlier too, where like you almost step in front of yourself cause you're so hard headed about shit. Like, yeah. like they definitely don't like doing stuff that they didn't come up with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like if <laughs> they didn't true. write it out, then like, fuck it. And we'll just, well, a lot of the times they'll just take them off TV. Like they will literally just, they'll usually just end it straight up and then take them off TV and then, you know, bring them back. Or they'll just do what they did to Zack Ryder and give, like, not give him anything for like an entire year. Like, <laughs> they, yeah, hey, you had they, a girlfriend. <laughs> you had a girlfriend. Cena got him. You, you were on a stage. Kane pushed you off. Hey, you had the title. Ziggler's got it now. Yeah, but he's in a gratitude era. He's just happy to be there, dude. <laughs> that time Kane almost broke both of his ankles when he pushed him off the stage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That was quite a time in WWE history, on it? Zack oh, Ryder's man. super hot. Let's just have John Cena go over him. What? He's like John Cena when Rey, Myster Rey Mysterio won the title, and John's like, well, why don't you put that up against me, you fucking coward? <laughs> he beat John him the same night. Zack uh, Ryder just rolls up in a wheelchair to see his girlfriend cheating on him with John Cena. And John didn't even say anything. He's like, damn, bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, man. That sucks, bro. <laughs> Cucked you out real nice. Oh, thanks, John. I appreciate it, man. Z Zach Ryder, the original Dairy King, when that weak dick game. Yeah, right. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Zach. I just watched oh, this man, Zach Ryder, buy a $5,000 Big Boss Man it's figure. A, dude, I, I love that show, Figure It Out. It's a great watch. It is good. I it is, it is it. really good, actually. Um, but I was like, damn, how did he get swindled into buying a $5,000? It, it had a senior on the back. That's side. not even the most expensive he's done. He's spent, I believe, 13000 on one before. <sighs> I see why he is the gratitude era, man, because he is making <laughs> some good money on now. <laughs> Just wait till they start putting that on the WWE Podcast Network and ruining it like they did with Zack Ryder's shows before. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, 
Zach was like, please don't put it on. Please don't put it on the WB YouTube. They're like, we're putting it on the WB YouTube. No! <laughs> It'd be like that, man. Give him a piece of the pie. We have the uh, King of the Ring coming up, the finals. I don't know if it's happening at the pay-per-view. I don't think so. I think it's on no, Raw. It's, not. it's happening on Raw, and I was so angry. <laughs> because so it mad. ain't a pay-per-view business no more, baby. It's a TV product. Why do they end SmackDown with Kevin Owens getting fired and then like nothing at the pay-per-view like he gets fired on smackdown and then literally the last two seconds of smackdown you just hear hey dub hey dub it was it was hilarious <laughs> that but is there, it's not like, counter programming dude it's all good it's not a war dude calm down it's not a did war did you see that where some somebody posted last year's class of champions right 2018 class of champions no what happened and there? uh uh, would you you want to know? Well, was it 2018? What was it? Was it 2017? When was the last class of champions? I feel like I can't find it right now. But there was Kevin Owens versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton and Nakamura. Had Owens and Zayn lost, they would have been fired from WWE. No joke. Well, that's like yeah. Sami and Kevin's entire run is like you're gonna get fired, dude. No, we're not. That was 2017, by the it. way. 2017 class of champions, Sami. And Kevin, we're gonna get fired from WWE. And now Kevin's fired from WWE. Did he get fired on SmackDown after the the referee yeah, he did. thing? He yeah, did. he did. He did. Yeah. Uh, Shane grabbed the mic and said, "You're fired." And then, like, they're both making no comment about it. Kevin tweeted the cryptic tweet where he put out he spelled oh, the out NXT the letters thing. of NXT. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I hope they that. capitalize on that. Yeah. So he's fired. Like that's that's he's he's done. He's never coming back. Damn. Fired. It's again. over. Kevin Owens' career. Sorry. Yeah, thinking about it being Kevin's over. Scene. That's okay. I want, like, I'm really curious that they're going to run them back in another cell match with Kevin and Shane. I'm really mm. curious about that. Because it seems like that's where up. it's going. Like For that, sure. and then if, if uh, I forget if it's Woods or if it's Big E that's hurt right now, but if, uh, if, they get, uh, if they get recovered before then, I wonder if they'll do another six-man Hell in a Cell match where they have Orton and they have Orton and the Revival versus New Day inside of a cell. I'm really oh, curious. I forgot about what the that Orton and the Revival were a thing. Ugh. FTRKO, brother, I brother, don't like brother. That at all. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I don't they like so it. Weird. 3D. It feels so. The Super RKO. This feels so thrown together. I just can't even deal with it, honestly. Um, but Corbin's looked fantastic in the King of the Ring. I mean, I don't think he's Absolutely. ever looked any better. Like, I think he came out of it. And I, I thought from the beginning, like, they definitely made this just for Corbin. Like, I feel like I think Chad Gable got a lot from this, too. Um, yeah, but like I still think Corbin wins the King of the Ring. I don't. I, I yeah, really for sure. There's no way around it. There was a great spot that I don't know if you guys remember back in NXT during the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic. I believe the fir very first one that uh, when Corbin and Rhino were teaming, I believe, and they were facing American Alpha. There was a great ending sequence with Gable and Corbin, where Gable went for a head scissors and Corbin transitioned it yes! perfectly to an end of days. I, I really hope that's the finish. For oh for man, the there's finals. a couple of Corbin spots that I remember. I remember. Um, that one specifically, I remember the triple threat between Dolph, AJ, and Corbin where they did the end of day yeah. zigzag spot. Um, and then mm -hmm. this past, uh, was it on, yep, it was on Raw with the power bomb into the deep six was with yeah. Ricochet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. <sighs> that was so good. Corbin's got some legit badass spots. Like there's some really, really cool stuff um, that they come up with. Especially, I think it's just that he's got a versatile like couple of moves that you can do pretty much anything into, you know? I feel like when when it comes to Corbin, I feel like he gets a lot of bad rap 
from a lot of the audience because it I'm really weird when it comes to like the whole go away heat because I really don't believe that's a thing because if it was then you just wouldn't be talking about the person. I don't but know Matt Tatum's like... world champion ring of honor. Okay, that's, that's a very good volley. That's a very good volley. Yeah. However, Corbin's at least a little bit better. Oh but, yeah, yeah, no, but he's for a while. Not, yeah. But for yeah. for a while though, when you they're doing like the Lacey Evans, Seth Becky stuff, like that was a little much. That wasn't like Corbin's best. Yeah, the end of days on Becky was. Oh, well, yeah, that was that was awesome. That pop, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> he came out. He came out of the King of the Ring looking fantastic, though, man. I mean, like between the Cedric match and then uh, the Triple Threat, he ended out. He came out looking incredible too. Uh, and now he's facing off against Chad Gable, which they we've already seen, like you mentioned with the with the Dusty Road Classic, where it's like we've already seen they know how to go. So yeah. like I think that Chad will come out of this looking fantastic. I think that the King of Ring, King of the Ring with a heel winning, especially Corbin, where I know his ass will be wearing some extra. I'll have some sort of like yeah. custom <laughs> chain or like custom like suit or something like that. I know he's gonna get extra with it. He'll get a he ton needs out to of this. He's melt down the crown into a chain. He's got to man. He's got. I to. either want that or I want him to be like King Neptune from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, where he just pulls off the crown and everyone's oh, he's chanting bald. he's bald. <laughs> yep. That would be hilarious. Yeah, dude, that would be awesome. I'd be totally down with that. I was surprised that people thought that Ricochet. I saw okay, so like a couple of the predictions I saw, big ones were Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. Um, but I feel I don't know. I never felt like McIntyre really needed King of the Ring. I, I still feel like at any point they wanted to make Drew McIntyre like a bruiser, just beat down dude. They definitely yeah. could. Um, like, he can get over at any point, so I don't think he need. I think Corbin, obviously, I think, would get the most out of out of winning this. Um, Going into the King of the Ring tournament, I was looking at it more so from a, well, if they're going to have it where you're running with the King gimmick like they typically do, then it's got to be a heel. But if you're going to give it to a babyface, I was so hoping that Ali would win. I was really hoping that Ali would win just because it would help his case with like his whole gimmick that he's got going on right now where mm-hmm. he's just trying to force a change. And it's like, hey, I can be a king that can change this for everybody, basically. And it would give him something good because he's been so close to getting everything every time. And then like he gets injured at chamber <laughs> and then at Money in the Bank, he's gra- he has the briefcase and then Brock comes out and it's like, oh, this is a thing now. Cool. Well, they have a lot so, of great shots for whenever they decide. That's something that he exactly. does a lot is like, okay, now, okay, we'll figure, we won't push you now, but we'll get you close so we can get some video package shots. So later yep. on when we do push you, you know, we, we have some stuff there because he has a ton of them. You're right. Like, he got super close to being world champion. Um, he got super close to being money in the bank. I mean, he's got a lot, a lot of crazy stuff. And the, the vignettes they were running for him for a little bit were really good, too. Yeah. Um, I they, loved they haven't done for, that too recently, I don't think. I would have loved for Cedric to win, too, because King Alexander just rolls off the tongue very, very nice. A yeah. lot of them do. King Ricochet, King Ricochet, Alexander, yep. King Corbin. I mean, they all kind of do. And that's what I think that was part of my reasoning for picking Corbin, too. I was like, there's no way they don't go with King Corbin. There's no way. Like, that name <laughs> is just too solid of a name to not want to do something with him there. And then, of course, I saw the power bomb into the deep six. I was like, all right, this dude fucks. Like, this is this is it. Like, this is happening. You know, like that's definitely it. Very good. They, they, they made a, a good executive decision here to to bring back the King of the Ring, regardless, uh, you know, whether whether it's on the pay-per-view or Raw or whatever, like, uh, Gable got over immensely, and hopefully they don't change his name to Shorty G or whatever the hell they're going to do. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not do that because, like, he's finally, he's finally like Gable's someone that's gotten over like four different times, and they just keep pausing it. <laughs> and that's what I was talking loses. about with the dude. It's like they'll, they'll they'll take somebody, they'll give them some video package stuff, and then they'll send them away. <laughs> it's just like 
what what's going on here, man? Once he loses King of the Ring, he's gonna go crazy and become Shorty G. <laughs> yeah, I am the a, Shorty G now. There was a really good picture going around for when Gable beat, I believe, Andrade in the tournament, and like he they were they took a still of him selling, and he looks just like Kurt Angle whenever he won the gold medal back in '96. Like picture side by side, and it's insane how much they look alike. And at that point, I was like, I'm kind of hoping Gable wins because then it would finally solidify like he literally could be the next Angle at any point when they decide to pull the trigger on him, just because he's great on the mic, great in the ring, could literally make anyone look good. He's funny. And, like, he's legitimately funny yeah. too. Yeah, he's got that comedic timing that Angle caught up really quickly, too. Plus, he does a fucking and chaos theory. That's dope. Like, that's super, exactly. super dope. I, I think that's, <laughs> like, was, one of my favorite moves ever. Going into the SmackDown match against Shane, uh, I was uh, sitting there with Brandon. I look over at him like, if they have Shane McMahon out-wrestle Chad Gable, I, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> and literally, in the first two seconds, he just shoves Shane against the corner and chaos theories him. I was like, oh, we're big boys now. Let's go. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> I, I saw a lot of people. I thought a lot of people wanted to, or, or like Shane's gonna fucking win this thing because he won the uh, what was it the Saudi yeah, Arabia yeah, like greatest ever, yeah, yeah, best in the world thing. Where they're like they're gonna do it. I'm like, man, if they fucking have him, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him though. Like, yeah, it was, no, I was for like, sure. Like uh, Shane could still win this thing. Like even he wasn't even in it, and everyone was like, yeah, Shane's winning it. What Shane Barra? Shane, ugh, goodness gracious. I will say for Shane and Gable, though, like that match was very well put together with just how they had Shane just take over offense by coming after Gable from behind, slamming him into the table, and just going off. It was very, very good. A big surprise weird, here, but all of Shane's stuff over the... <laughs> a big surprise here, Shane's actually really good at wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> he's not so good at uh, he's not so good at punching people, but he's a fantastic uh, put-together match kind of guy. <laughs> he, um, like, all of his matches in the past, since he came back, like a, yeah. a lot of people are like, yeah, he's overexposed and he is, and he is a big part of the show and he definitely shouldn't be uh, all the time in that nature. But he, I mean, every time he gets in the ring, it's usually pretty good. Except when he has jury duty and he's missing episodes of SmackDown. <laughs> there was the, I mean, the WrestleMania with the Miz was a really good match too. Like that turned yeah, out, that was like really one of my favorite good. matches of the night. Um, and that's just a testament to, to the Miz too, who I, I'm kind of, I'm honestly kind of sad he decided to do more reality show in, instead of wrestling. Cause like, I feel like he hit his prime. Like I would love to have seen him do something really good in the King of the Ring. You know, um, he had, he had hit his stride completely since what 2016, 2017. Like he just found himself. Like ah, I'm the fucking man now. I I really hope that if Brian doesn't have a big Mania match for like a championship or like has like a big feud ending match at Mania, I hope they start something with Miz because having a face Miz and a heel Brian would be f so good for WrestleMania. I think it would play off the talking smack stuff really, really good. <laughs> and it's crazy. Yeah, they reference it's still. so it's so crazy. Like the Miz without a I think the Miz in the past decade, maybe even two decades, is probably the most turned around professional wrestler I think I've seen in a while when it comes to everyone just hated him, hated him, hated him, like, oh, he's not good. And now everyone's like, Oh yeah, he's probably one of the best we got right now. Yeah. Couldn't even read off the insane. Diva search phone number. That's that's a problem. <laughs> he's he's absolutely insane. the 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 turnaround is, it, it, it all it took was that one era of SmackDown. That one era of SmackDown got so it's many people over, so lot, many yeah. people over. Yeah, that's it's sort of insane thinking back on it. Like I think like you know in ten more years, we'll probably look back on that era like, fuck, dude, that was it. 
I feel I feel like kids that grew up watching that are gonna be like me now, where I reference the SmackDown Six era all the time. I feel like the kids that were that are watching Smack that era of SmackDown are gonna do the exact same thing in like ten years. I'm so sad they didn't last long. Like SmackDown Six yeah. at least lasted, and SmackDown Six didn't last long either. But it lasted uh, around a year, yeah. Yeah. So, but that's I don't even think 2016. It was like 20 late 2016 to like early 2017. It didn't last long at all. Yeah. Um. Which is sad James because Ellsworth. I feel like it could have. Yeah, James Ellsworth was over. Yeah, we had the Spirit, Spirit Squad, Squad and the Bushwhackers, or not yeah, the Bushwhackers, not, we had the the not the Bushwhackers, but the Thrash and Thrash and Mosher, the, the Headbangers. Headbangers. There we go. The Bushwhackers. <laughs> so you talking about Lusky? Bushwhackers. You talking about Lusky? That's what I tell you something over here. I was like, what era are we talking about? The Bushwhackers. <laughs> Which SmackDown Six was that? Did I miss? I, I would so really weird. like to have been a fly on the wall for that. Like, yes, let's bring back the headbangers and the spirit right? squad, and uh, we'll figure out something here. And it turned out to be good TV, Dude, too. Miz bringing the spirit squad back when he was in the feud with Ziggler was such good TV. Yeah, and they were, I mean, like, they were still good. <laughs> like, yeah. which is crazy. Like, they were still bringing the heat. And they actually, I think they started wrestling again after that. They started taking indie bookings and stuff. Yeah, they, they, I believe they did King of Trios for Chikara that year. Oh, did they? Yeah, I'm, ho- I'm so. hoping. I'm, yeah, I'm ca- trying to keep up with the King of Trees this year because I, I could actually go. I'm just waiting to see because usually they'll have like a Joshi team or something. So I'm like just kind of yeah. waiting to see who. The, I mean, it's a very good chance they just have Sendai girls again. But I'm just I waiting remember, in the shadows. I remember last year. I believe the Joshi team last year faced Darren Young, Michael Tarver, and I forget if it was Skip Sheffield or if it was somebody else. Uh, from the nexus but they brought back the original <laughs> nexus and they i believe they faced the joshi team if i'm not mistaken and who i was, think who was, was the joshi team? i think it was miu right miu yamashita yeah i, I believe so um, yeah yeah i just i don't remember i i didn't see it i just saw the names and i was like oh, okay so i hope they do that this year so you know i can get into it we'll yeah. see we'll, we'll, hopefully chikara brings through did you hear about chikara maybe going on the WWE network did you read that yep what and the fuck is I that would, I'd believe it because, I mean, Quack's been working a lot with the Performance Center for probably three years now. So I mean, Yeah, I but it's just it like, that's such a weird, like, I don't know. That's such a weird thing to put to. If, if it's they the mantra. give production values to Chikara, I think Chikara, like, on the weekly, like, if you make it really comic book, really, like, Saturday morning mm-hmm. cartoons vibe to it, like it already is, I think it'd be amazing. On the network. No, absolutely. It's just, it's just like when, you know, it's weird. Shakara, it's such like a Shakara has died like three times and come back. It's such like Literally. a weird, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird timing thing for them to be like, yes, now is the time. <laughs> it's so weird. weird that like the whole network climate's really weird right now, like with the Evolve show that just happened on the network. Like in 2020, there might be a possibility we have Evolve on the WWE network. Like, all the time and that'd be absolutely insane they have to they have to send out the production production teams because like i can't imagine i I feel like wwe will still um like they'll still quality control like they did on evolve on that the evolve show was definitely a wwe produced show (laughs) Um, yeah then that's what i'm saying like if they they have to do that so if they bring in like if they put progress on there if they put shikar on there then like they have to send out their production crew. They cannot like just like let it slide. You know what I mean? There's a big like yeah. quality difference between Progress, Chikara, and Evolve. Like all three yeah. are like completely <laughs> different productions. And it's just um 
And I don't, I don't mean like I don't mean direct it like a WWE show. I mean like send actual like good cameras and send, you know what I mean send yeah. like let them let them decide what the the production actually is, but like the actual equipment and 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 shit like that it would definitely help all. Three yeah, the of those camera, movies. the lighting, and all that. Yeah. yeah, and that would actually that would really help out the whole issue that WWE might be running into now with NXT becoming a quote unquote third brand with the two hours of TV. Now they're gonna need other places to use talent for that NXT style of developmental. So bringing in the companies that they already work with, like Progress and uh, maybe Chikara now, it'd be very cool to see, like, <laughs> just saying that's hilarious, but bringing in, like, those different companies. So you can be like, hey, Walter, you, you're in, done in NXT UK? Oh, well, we don't want to send you to NXT yet. Go to Chikara for a little bit. Maybe yeah, put on Walter, a mask and become on. a crab. <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah! Oh, that's so damn Walter is a crab. Can we make that the thumbnail of this podcast episode? Oh my God, Walter dude. with like a lobster claw chopping somebody with a gigantic yes, lobster please, claw. Please, please, we got to make that happen. Holy shit! Crab Walter versus Green Ant. <laughs> Please that's gonna God. happen one of these days it, it, that's literally not the most far-fetched thing in i saw a picture of uh of walter when he was on a japan tour and they're like yeah dye your hair green you weirdo <laughs> he, yeah. looked, he looked like he was eight years old with the dyed green hair oh my god yeah when it comes to like the production stuff that's a real big reason why i love nxt uk because if you watch nxt uk which i realize no one does but if you actually watch nxt uk that like the like the way they produce their promos are so so interesting there was this thing they did a few weeks ago with walter where he was at his training school in uh wxw he was wearing his ring camp merch and just wearing his actual indie merch and they filmed it and it was basically like him being a serial killer just chopping his own (laughs) students saying what is your that. name? Say your Tyler Bate, and he just starts chopping everyone. I'm like, this is amazing. This isn't. Oh, yeah, you're that, not gonna see this anywhere else. He thinks he's in. The little kid was like, I'm Tyler Bate. I'm Tyler Bate. I'm Tyler Bate. He's yeah. like screaming it and getting it beat great. up and murdered. It was great stuff. Mm-mm-mm. It comes back to the AEW business model. You can have like eight jobs when you work here. It's fantastic. Yeah, hell yeah, work, work in the business <laughs> office. Oh, you, you can work. work NXT UK. You can work all over the Indies. It's it's a fantastic gig. I promise you, it's great. Well, what do you guys think about this? Uh, women's tag team thing the alexa bliss and nikki cross and then mandy rose and sonia deville i'm such a big mark for sonia deville and mandy rose like i feel like everyone that lives in the vibe house is really big on fire and desire so i'm really hoping that they take the belts off of alexa and nikki do you and they actually think nikki. they are though i don't my heart says yes my brain says <laughs> not yet because i i think they're gonna save alexa and nikki for mania because that's such a, again a, another layup for an easy mania match because yeah. nikki's really really good alexa's really really good regardless of people like don't want to admit that she's actually kind of decent on the microphone and she could talk her way into a good pay-per-view spot like i think that they could easily she is have very, a good mania she is match. very good on the mic she is yeah insanely good she is a step yeah. above most of the women i think I think, I think, in my opinion, when it comes to like the women's roster they have on at least the main roster, not talking about like NXT, because I mean, if we go there, then it's like Io Shirai is above everyone basically. But like, if we're just talking about main roster women, I feel like Alexa is like right there with the Four Horsemen. And now that Kyrie's up on the main roster and Asuka, you got to put them obviously. I feel like it goes those two, then uh, you have the Four Horsewomen, and then you have Alexa right there. Like, hey, she's still who, really good, guys. Who is on? So, man, I'll be honest with you. WWE's main roster, they do not use any of those women. I don't even know who's they, on the actual women's roster that's like on Raw and SmackDown, to be honest. Unless like, unless you're the four horsewomen and Alexa Bliss, 
you don't get any airtime. <laughs> That's, That's pretty much really what it is. weird. And it's so annoying and frustrating for me being a very, very big like supporter of the Iconics. Whenever they won the tag titles, it was very annoying that they didn't get to be used at all. In the few segments that they had, they really killed their segments and really did really good on the mic to yep. build up their feuds. And then they get the tag titles taken off of them. And hey, now they're on every single week with Alexa and Nikki. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Why couldn't you show the same support for your other roster members? Yeah, wait it's a so, minute. Like, it's so weird. This dude, he so Slater, kind of looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm seeing his picture now. <laughs> are you just are you just discovering this? Yo, Leo Rush is still signed. Yep, I'm looking and at the roster the, page right now. So Alicia Fox, Bella's, mm -hmm. Dana Brooke. Nah, Bella's are gone. Lacey, I'm just going off the website. Yeah, Maria, Naomi, Ruby Riot. Uh, she injured. Nia Jax, yeah, Ruby's Ruby Riot, right Natalia. Ruby's injured uh, right now. Yeah, she she had going. double, I think, I, I believe like either a double knee surgery or a single knee surgery. Fuck, that's rough. Yeah. Um, Sarah Logan's on main event, I think, right? Dana Brooke. <laughs> Dana Brooke main event. <laughs> yeah. um, it's so weird with their main roster women's division because they have so many good, capable women. Like, in my opinion, if they would use Liv Morgan a, a lot more, she'd get over very quickly, and she's actually decent in the ring now. She's already over. Like, she's not even on TV. It, exactly it's crazy yeah. and like you would think with like smackdown live they could have easily just done something with smackdown live and then you know you would money. think yeah, but, Mer merch yeah money. big show looks naked up here dude go to smackdown <laughs> on the roster <laughs> his render is hilarious yeah, he, does, he, he does. just looks naked speaking about leo rush i'm like really big on downloading all the renders that i can like i've been collecting renders since like 2011 i believe and i've downloaded every new one uh with the new network app that they have they have all these new renders leo rush actually had a new render update uh i believe a week ago so like in my head they really? might be doing something with him soon and i hope so because leo was amazing but no uh, yeah i mean he i like that he was like fuck this shit like you know what i mean like the way that yeah, he did the backstage stuff yeah i was like yeah i mean yeah. Like, that's cool that he stood up and was just like i'm not fucking <laughs> i'm not doing that <laughs> you know like i think that's great <laughs> no, i mean that's just awesome. the way to go i'm looking sarah schreiber oh she's a backstage person okay yeah um yeah uh zelina yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Selena's it, another uh, is another woman that I feel like they easily could push her as women's champion and Andrade as another champion, regardless if it's Maine or if it's an IC or US, and they could take over a brand and be money for that brand because Zelina on the yeah. mic is one of the best they have in the company. I can't believe they didn't want to push the Kabuki Warriors, to be honest. I they don't even like, know who's in the Kabuki Warriors. Are you kidding me? They put Yoshirai on there. I feel like they have a, they they put Paige with them, and right away I was like, you don't need to put. Yeah, I they, know. They don't need, I say it every time. They, you don't need to give them anyone that talks. There's very few characters, in my opinion, in wrestling that don't need to talk, and they have charisma that can carry over. Kyrie with her pirate gimmick does not need to talk. Asuka yeah. is by herself is just amazing. Like they don't need to talk that much and they can have simple lines if you want them to have simple lines and then get over. They don't need to talk that much. So giving them Paige is very weird. And well, now, now that Paige had her surgery, they're not really doing anything with them anymore. Yeah, Asuka is a YouTuber now. She's done with this shit. <laughs> I think she tweeted it out the other day. She's yeah, like, she I'm said, YouTuber now. but I'm YouTuber now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to the fucking club. You don't want to be here in January. I'm going to tell you that much. 
You're gonna need to go. You better get yourself a tag title real quick, honey. It's about to get real bad. She's gonna be Robin Noodle all day. Yeah, right. You don't want to be here, bro. I'll tell you that much. That's amazing. Uh, That's we have a couple more matches up here. They're not. I don't think they're like. You know, we kind of talked about the bigger stuff that happens on this pay view. We have uh, the cruiserweight, which is gonna be on the pre-show, which is uh, Humberto, Drew Gulak, and let's say Dorado. Um, I'm sure they'll drop Humberto's last name here within the next three months. So <laughs> I can only assume. I'm sure that'll be good. But once again, uh, when it comes to... And, and WWE can try to push the narrative that the pre-show, you know, isn't... It, that the pre-show is part of the pay-per-view, but I think we all kind of know how that kind of yeah. goes. Um, it would be dope to see this on the actual pay-per-view, but, you know, WWE kind of make up, made up their mind on that kind of shit. Um Shinsuke versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, I mean, I think Shinsuke probably retains. I, I think The Miz is kind of yeah. caught up in, in whatever he's doing right now, right? Um, yeah. We have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. We got Big E and Xavier Woods versus The Revival. Um, I mean, we could see it. I don't know. They just won them recently, didn't they? Like a few, like a pay-per-view or two ago. I think they'll switch it. I think Did they won them on TV the or the pay-per-view? I don't even remember. Uh, I believe they won it on TV. I yeah, think I feel beat. like they, they lost yeah. a fair view and then went on TV or something. Um, yeah. You think they'll switch it? Yeah, I think they'll switch it because I feel like I feel like they've gotten, kind of gotten over the whole, oh, you're in your hometown, so now we're just not going to do anything. And while the Revival are not nowhere near our hometown, it, like, they're, they're in about five hours out. They're about five they're hours in WA. out. They're in Charlotte. I feel like it, it could happen. But then again, you also have Charlotte Flair on this card and Cedric Alexander also on this card, both fighting for titles. So like the home, like the the home base type yeah. pop. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I I, Kildare Hills is pretty close to Charlotte. Like you could drive. So I mean, like it's definitely close to it. Yeah. Um. So I, I mean, feel, yeah, I just want them to win for the Hell in a Cell six man. I feel like that'd be great. Because yeah, then you I can incorporate like, uh, your tag and your WWE titles in that match and have like all the titles on the line in a Hell in a Cell match. Oh, don't. No, I hate when they do that. I hate when they put all the titles on the line. All the titles! <laughs> and that's when FTRKO wins them all, right? Yeah. By, like, Big E taking the pin, and then they're all mad at Big E. Kofi's mad at Big E for ruining his moment. Nope, that'll never happen. <laughs> so e. so uh, who do you think, out of the revival, is Cody Rhodes and who is Ted DiBiase for the new legacy? I think, who do you think is Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Two Teddy Biases. That's a perfect, a perfect, perfect. That's enough. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know I said that. I actually like the revival. <laughs> it makes sense, though. You don't like the revival. Yeah. No, I do like the revival. I like it because they're from North Carolina. Um, we also yeah. have, uh, yeah. we talked about yeah. it for a minute Rollins and Strowman versus Ziggler and Rude. Um, you came up with a pretty good, I mean, I. I they could lose here. I, I just think it's too early, but then WWE does like to kind of pull the trigger on shit kind of early. So I don't, I don't see why they couldn't win. They the did it with like here. Austin and oh, shit. Austin Love and like through. Austin and Shawn Michaels and stuff. Remember they had the titles for like a little bit to their yeah. feud. I don't know. Cause the tag have titles heard the, have you heard the tagline that they've been doing for this whole thing where it's like, Oh, this has never happened before. A tag team champions are going to team up earlier in the night and they'll face off for the main championship later in the main event. And it's so weird because it's just clear that WWE trying to get that one instance that had happened before off of the guy that it happened with before, because you know, can't really talk about yeah, who that was yeah. anymore, but, there, but Kane faced somebody, you know, with the tag. It could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. 
Stevie Richards, Charlie Haas, you know. Yeah, somebody. It was a you know, crazy stuff happening. Crazy stuff happening. It's just in the so weird world. that it took this long for them to finally like get that off of Charlie Haas. Yeah. Charlie Haas. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what it was. That was a good time. I want to see this back to back though. I want to see the tag match back to back with the main title. Universal title match. Less, to be honest. Do you do you guys <laughs> expect the less. fiend to show up? And the main uh, I said he's I gonna kidnap wouldn't. Seth Rollins. He's gonna kidnap Seth Rollins and the match just ends out of nowhere. I feel like Braun wins the Braun wins the belt here and they go with Braun and Bray in the hell in a cell. I probably well, well I, I probably would just based on the fact that like the Fiend working a work rate match with Seth Rollins would be pretty shitty, <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. I just don't see that being great. I mean Braun Strowman and the Fiend just kinda clashing and beating each other up would be kinda good, kinda dope, I think. It'll be It'll be very like I feel like they kind of booked themselves into a pickle with like the fiend at Hell in a Cell because it's like you can't have him lose and then yeah. lose all the momentum, yeah. but you also like if he faces Rollins, the match isn't going to be probably like that crazy. But if he faces Braun Strowman, then it's like you don't want Braun to get the title and then just lose right away because then it's like uh, why not? Dude? A He's a big man. Wins and losses don't matter. Titles mean nothing to him. He doesn't care. He just wants to destroy things. As long as they bring the maggots back on the canvas, I'll be good <laughs> at that. Get you some maggots right here. It's all about the he said, she said. I, saw, I just, I just don't know. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, what do they do with? With the fiend now, like it just I saw you think someone say put themselves in a corner. I feel like they're afraid to make him not special. I feel like they don't want to put themselves into another Brock predicament where they're like, "Hey, we don't want to use this guy all the time." But with the fiend character, I feel like if you oversaturate the fiend on TV, that's going to lose all the appeal. Before I would him. not have him show up on this interview. Honestly, I would. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't either. I mean, if if you want to do something, the only thing I would do is almost like. Uh, maybe like put a little Easter egg or something on this show. I would definitely yeah. not have him show up here. Um, not not even that. on the Titan Tron, honestly. I wouldn't even have him show up there. I would either do that or I would have it where, like, say Braun wins the title, for instance, or Seth retains. The cell finally, like, raises up. They're celebrating. Yeah, and then they do the light thing where, like, how he, his lights go off. And then right. that's how the pay-per-view ends. It's a wrap. Like, just lights are out. Yeah, that'd be... As long, yeah, as long as... They gotta worry, yeah, I guess they gotta worry about overexposing him, too, because, like... Yeah. The second he starts showing up, all like I almost feel like they're doing the promos a little too much. Honestly, the uh, yeah, like, it, it's getting a little like every week sort of thing. It's just like uh, I don't know if you do this every and, week or not. And that's why I'm so worried about him winning the title because I feel like without a shadow of a doubt he's winning the title whenever they're doing the Hell in a Cell match. But yeah, I do too. I think. Now with with that happening, it's like now with him the champ, you kind of have to pay like a very slow road with that because you don't want to oversaturate the fiend, but you also don't want to put yourself in a position to be where you were with the universal title with Brock, where it's just not on TV. So it's like, what do you do? Do you just have the Firefly Funhouse and like have the championship like on a mantle or something? Or do you like, something <laughs> on a pole? <laughs> That's how you get everybody over, baby. That's how it works on a pole, man. Have Bray yeah. sitting by like a fireplace and just the title hanging above it, <laughs> drinking some cocoa. Like, welcome, children. I'm down with that. I could, I could, I could work with that. They yeah. could do the Brock thing and just have him like go away for a minute. And I'd love for that to happen because I don't like. There's very few characters I feel like they can get away with not oversaturating. The Fiend's definitely someone where like if he's on every week, it's just gonna lose the appeal. I was <sighs> yeah. actually, I was happy he didn't do anything with Taker or with Austin Me too. on the MSG shows. Me too. Because like I was, it was too obvious. Yeah. He, uh, El Generico and The Undertaker was definitely not. 
It was very funny. Yeah, that was funny as hell. <laughs> I love Sami Zayn. It's just like, you kind of suck, dude. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Sami? Stop. <laughs> that shit was funny. I enjoyed that segment I a lot, they were putting, they were putting it over like, Undertaker took another soul. And I'm like, he just, he just choked yeah, choke like, slam. <laughs> no, like Undertaker, Undertaker's promo, another dude, victim. was... Yeah, I did not like the promo that Undertaker cut. Because he's just like, obviously, like... He doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, no. Oh, I'm the Undertaker. Rest in peace. Holes and souls. And I did like Sam, a, Sammy saved that segment for me. There was a funny gif of Taker like tilting his head sideways when Sammy came out. That's online. I gotta see if I can find it. It's hilarious. He's like, Why are you out here of all people? Because it's MSG, baby. The Knicks and Sammy Zane's a big Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, little fucking Knicks. <laughs> That's just how, that's WWE, baby. It don't matter. Uh, Sami Zayn posted a tweet earlier in the week. He said, Undertaker, you piece of shit. <laughs> Someone needs to retire this old man. I think yeah, you fucking old bitch. I was like, yeah, get him. Yeah. So that was like the storyline. So I, I work with it. That's better than the fiend showing up. I'll take Sami Zayn berating an yeah. old man. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> that works fine with me, too. Just that piss ant fucking just Zoomer messing with the boomer. He's just hanging out. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, we have Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton in a WWE title match. Um, it, uh, here's the thing with Kofi, man. Like, none of his shit's been bad. It's just, like, uh, it's not super, like, I don't care about Randy Orton facing Kofi at all. Because it, it was such a bad timing for Kofi of, like, I get why they did the Orton feud, but at the same time, people do not, like, regardless of what WWE thinks, I don't feel like anyone cares about Randy Orton anymore. In a That's sense Brandon's of, like, favorite I, you wrestler. Gotta go- you gotta go out and watch it. It's like, I, yeah, but it's Brandon. Does he watch a lot of wrestling? <laughs> Brandon, RKO, baby, is for life. That's that good. Doesn't help the case that all Orton does now is say stupid, stupid, stupid. Like every I love week. that, but like, I, I liked it when they does. first mentioned it. But yeah, he definitely has overstayed the welcome on that one. I'm just like, yeah. Can I please? Can we get? Can I skip through this? Can I, uh, I was like, and they recreated the the famous boom drop from Madison Square Garden. If boom. I were like, if I were to like book it, I would definitely be if to get out of Kofi having this Orton run. The next title feud, I would put him against Ali. Because there's such a story you can tell there from like a babyface, babyface story yeah. of like, hey, I got hurt at chamber, but now I'm going to give you, your, or you got hurt at chamber, I'm going to give you your shot now. And they have a dope, like maybe month, two month build with that. And just have Kofi have great matches with good builds until the Mania feud, which I don't know what they would do for their Mania feud. Because I think he should definitely hold it till Mania. I think Kofi but, should, I think Kofi, if they're going to do that, then they should have Kofi slow it down a little bit. I feel like he should, he shouldn't turn heel, but he should work heel. I think that, uh, I think, there's a bigger upside in Ali than than you know. Hundred percent, Kofi. I mean, I, I I think that the upside for Ali is getting someone new over. Um, you know, the, the this is like Kofi's big run, right? So I yeah. mean, yeah. And, and we're already what eight or nine. It feels like it's been eight months. It probably hasn't been. It's yeah. probably, probably only been like six or something. But um, yeah. I mean, I feel like if he works, if he just worked him down a little bit and let Ali get the big shine spots, I mean, they could definitely put him over immediately. Like Kofi Kofi could definitely yeah. do that. Um, I think he works would, that fantastically. On like on like a more serious note though, from like from all the vibe boys, like we really are like congratulating to you guys on the deadlock like launch and how great that it all went. Like the merch you guys are dropped has been amazing to see, and then like all the way you guys are handling the podcast is really dope stuff. And the editorial, congratulations on getting tweeted out by Stardom. That was that was insane. crazy, dude. That was fucking nuts. Yeah. I yeah, from all the vibe boys, through. like me, Aaron, and Brandon, like we all just want to say congratulations to the successful deadlock launch that you guys have had so far. 
Thank you, man. I thought we was gonna. I, honestly, I thought it was gonna be like dog shit, but it turned out good. <laughs> it's been a year hey, in the hey, making, y'all, man. Y'all announced it on the twenty second birthday that I had, so it was a good time. Really? Good time. Wow, I didn't even know your that. anniversary is on your birthday. Wow, it's you crazy. are young, man. What the fuck, bro? Everybody in the game now is young. <laughs> like, this is crazy, man. Like Brandon's what, like four? Brandon, Brandon turned 20 this year so I'm like great 20? I have somebody that I can finally pick on for being younger than me it's Ooh, awesome that's crazy. How, how old is uh, Simply Better uh, he's 25 or 26 one of us he, one of us oh, well, <laughs> one of me one of me <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm an old man over here Marcus yeah, is an older true. older man yeah, Marcus is like a little bit. 100 yeah Marcus is like he's talking about I was reading books and shit <laughs> <laughs> reading books oh my god this guy <laughs> reading books alright but I think that's gonna be a good place to stop it man so uh, I appreciate all you guys listening to this if you got this far it's a pretty long one today I think it's the longest one we've done yet um, but yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk sure. about man Clash coming up and, and Raw and Smackdown a bunch of stuff to talk about um, of course best way to help the podcast out right now is 5 star ratings and reviews if you want to check out uh, shop.deadlockpw.com, get yourself a nice little t-shirt. We got another one coming up here soon for the fall launch. So watch out for that Ooh, new t-shirt. It, 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 it is good so looking too. Let me just say dope. that. Yeah. It's going to be so dope. Uh, I don't want to I don't speak too much on it yet, but uh, it'll come out soon. I think you guys will really enjoy it. And uh, of course, check out Patreon if you want full video stuff and things like that. I think you would really enjoy that if you're into video and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we will catch you guys next time on the next episode of the Deadlock Podcast.